It's time for Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. For the next three hours, it's high school basketball from across the Mountain State. Live from Marshall University, here's your host, Ryan Epling. We welcome you into Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling alongside Joe Linville and... Well, we couldn't get rid of him. He's back. <laughs> Craig Dutton from WRRR in St. Mary's. There's, There's one. One. Yep. one. Yep. We're still working on that, but the counter for that. I've lost count the last few weeks. You guys owe me some royalties <laughs> for that, by the way. But uh, nonetheless, we welcome you to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia here on this Friday, February 16th, 2018. And before we step too far, guys... Sectional tournament play begins tomorrow in girls basketball. That's hard to believe. There are there are teams who will play their final game tomorrow. tomorrow. Unbelievable. It's moving quickly. Yeah. Very quickly. Yes, yeah, so it just <laughs> time waits for no one, right? But um, again, we have a full show for you tonight, as always. Uh, guest list is uh filling up nicely, so we, we look forward to bringing you uh, that as well as our standout athlete of the week comes up at uh, ten fifteen, and uh, again scoreboard updates top and bottom of the hour. Resident referee Bo Anderson is not on hold yet. Um, <laughs> Could be at any time. You know, it took him five years, but he has learned to call late. <laughs> Always. But uh, we have a good time here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. We will talk about the girls' postseason, also the boys' basketball uh, games wrapping up uh, regular season play over the course of the next week, and. Can't let it go too far without the, uh, you know, the elephant in the room about the, uh, let's say, the work stoppages that are going on across the state and the potential for a, a strike from teachers. And there are five counties in the area around Huntington. Uh, that includes all the way up to Clay County as well. But Clay, Mason, Lincoln, Cabell, and Wayne counties were all on a work stoppage today. Um, that meant no school and at least in Wayne County's situation, no school, no games, no games, no practices, no extracurricular activity of any type at the schools. Correct, and that resulted in at least one game being moved from tonight to tomorrow. That being the Scott at Wayne game, and that game has sectional seating implications in it, and also it led to um a game being moved up a day st albans went to spring valley last night in boys basketball a game that was originally scheduled for tonight so uh a lot going on there and, and so much to talk about though in terms of uh you know how things are going with that but uh joe before we get too far along too um, before we do our scoreboard um you know i, I don't want to get into the politics of it. i just want to get into the fact of what happens if this strike that seems to be imminent occurs? Yeah, it keeps brewing, and you wonder. I mean, like you said, girls sectionals start tomorrow. Girls sectionals will be going on all week. There'll be regular season games going on, and the boys start the following week. So, you know, it could you know play out a big you know tornado, hurricane, whatever you know, a big storm right in the middle of all the basketball playoffs. And Craig won't remember this because he's not old enough. But in <laughs> no. 1990, 28 years ago, teacher strike, uh, 49 of the 55 counties yeah. did not an entire statewide strike, um, most of it, but not a complete statewide strike. And um, you know, we mentioned like tonight there were five counties or today that had the work stoppage. But, like, for instance, that did not include Boone County, 
where Scott is, mm-hmm. but yet Scott gets caught up in it because, because of its game with Wayne. And now for the, I mean, you know, I, have a, I have questions for the postseason because yeah, it's yeah. hard to get all fifty-five counties to do anything in the state <laughs> together. But um, you know, if, if a county that has a work stoppage is up against a county that doesn't in the postseason, uh, you know, schools from those counties, what happens? <laughs> right. Uh, the best theory I've read online. I hate doing this. I went. I go to a site that's predominantly known area by a lot of football people. And one of the best theories I've seen was by, I'll give him credit, Ed Forshee from Parkersburg, is that your AAA and AA teams, if it goes this far and they can't get them in before they go to the Civic Center, they'll just be null and void, no champion for this year. In single A, all your private schools will play for a championship, and that would be the only class that would have a championship would be your private schools. And, again, that's a fair way of doing it. That's a thought at this point and not a uh, – I don't think I would go to the Civic Center if that happens. <laughs> it it, it would be a good game not. still. Yeah, it, it would be interesting, but it, it just would not be quite what the, uh, the celebration of high school basketball is. We're going to talk about the West Virginia Christian Athletic uh, Tournament in just a moment as well with Brian Sexton of Calvary Baptist Academy. But first, we know you're here for scores. It's time for our first check of the Marshall University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com scoreboard. We'll start in boys basketball action tonight in what is, quite frankly, an abbreviated schedule. Polka defeats Herbert Hoover 54-42. Dots get the home win tonight. Also, it was Shady Side, Ohio, defeating Clay Battelle, 90 to 62. The final in that one. Frankfurt goes on the road to Grafton and beats the Bearcats, 64-62. Great ball game there. Greenbrier West travels to Richwood and beats the Lumberjacks tonight, 71-38. Cavaliers get the win. Jefferson keeps Hampshire winless as the Cougars defeat Hampshire on the road tonight. 59-39 the final. And it was Martinsburg over South Hagerstown, Maryland tonight, 84-53. And this one may come as a little surprise. The Nitro Wildcats pick up a big win tonight over the Mingo Central Miners, 62-57. That game in Nitro. Westside, the Renegades downed Oak Hill tonight. Or Westside, I'm sorry. Westside downed Oak Hill, 68-51. Renegades go 14-5 on the season. And that's only Oak Hill's second loss of the year. Tug Valley Defeats Belfry, Kentucky tonight, 94-37. It was the John Marshall Monarch, Monarchs leading or defeating Edison Local of Ohio, 61-49. And a score, this is a final. Morgantown over Martins Ferry, Ohio, 52-21. And a close one, Harrison Central defeats Oak Glen tonight, 79-73. And it was Wyoming East defeating Riverview, 69-54. Craig, take a look at the girls' scores. One girl score tonight <laughs> so far. <laughs> Nicholas County defeats Princeton tonight 63-41 to give Nicholas County their 17th win of the season. Thanks for your contribution, Craig. Uh, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> hey, right, that is the first time the Marshall University Basketball Night, uh, Marshall University Sports Journalism Basketball Night.com scoreboard. So, we mentioned that uh, you know it's a week where postseason is about to get underway for girls. All those seedings are in place for the sectional tournaments. Um, again, tomorrow is the first day they can begin. Most of them are scheduled to begin Monday. In both cases, weather may play a factor. Work stoppages may play a factor. 
we don't know at this point. Uh, we do know that if you just stay with us on basketballnight.com, uh, you will get the very latest uh, information on that as uh, our, our crew keeps up with that as closely as And there were several flood warnings across the state today that also could have had impl- implications on games that we're not aware of. I know there was some uh, you know, flash flood warnings going on in Canal, uh, Putnam, and uh, farther north you go, the I guess the heavier the rain today. It's, it's been it's been a it's rough. Been it was bad up around the Route 50 area as well. It was around that area today. Uh, as soon as 9 a.m., you know the football field there by Doddridge County West Union uh, Stansbury Stadium, it was already flooded on Route 18. Uh, Ohio side of the river, it's already starting to flood on some of the state routes along the Ohio River. That's the next thing. Tomorrow, I think it's going to crest up in our area. Huntington already has a flood warning through Sunday evening where it's going to crest going into that morning. So the Ohio River, got to watch it in the next few days. It might play effect on some of the games. I feel tomorrow, it hasn't been said yet, but I, you know, the game I'm more concerned I have to work is the Payton City-St. Mary's sectional game. Uh, I don't know how many people in the Payton City area will be affected on their way down. I don't think there will be an issue. because, uh, But... You never know with the river weight's been acting the last uh, few hours. <laughs> it's been, yeah. And uh, again, most of West Virginia's population ha- tends to be by a river yeah. or at least by a state yeah. border. So, uh, or by a creek anyway. <laughs> right. Talk, so mo- almost everyone is at least uh, affected by that in some form or fashion. But, um, you know, before we, uh, before we go to Brian Sexton here in just a moment, because we're going to talk about the West Virginia Christian Athletic Tournament. In a situation where there is so much unknown going on right now with uh, with the the teacher situation, Joe, that doesn't affect the Christian athletic tournament. It doesn't affect the private schools. Right. It, this tournament for them is like their state tournament, right? And uh, it's an opportunity for them to kind of get get a stage that they don't normally get within the state. And they've had this tournament in years past. But what I'm saying is. Uh, quite frankly, they don't get the media coverage. They don't get uh, a lot of attention paid to to what they do. And there's more and more Christian or private schools being opened across the state. And, you know, it makes you wonder, is it, you know, because of, you know, some of the issues in the public schools that are going on at these public schools or these private schools are, are, you know, coming into existence. So, but uh, nice venue in the middle of the state there up Summersville at the Nicholas County Armory. And uh, just a good tournament, good opportunity for these uh, young student athletes. Uh, obviously, it's something that, that we appreciate that they get to do. Joining us now is Brian Sexton of Calvary Baptist Academy. He's a public address announcer and a broadcaster for them. And he's been at the Christian Athletic Tournament. He joins us now on the program. And, Brian, what an event it is for those uh, young men and women to play in that, uh, play in that event in Somersville. Ryan, Craig, Joe, again, it's good to be with you guys. Uh, yeah, Summersville has been great, and uh, greetings from the La Quinta Inn up here, the unofficial <laughs> tournament host site of the 2018 WVCAT. Uh, but yeah, Summersville's played a great host to us, and, and for people around the state, guys, if they've not checked out the Summersville Convention Center and Arena, that is a gem of a little place there. Uh, chairback seating, you know, arena chairback style seating in all the seats. Uh, beautiful court. I mean, it's just been a great atmosphere that the folks here in Somersville have put on. And, and you know, as you guys mentioned, 
it may not be the Charleston Civic Center. It may not have the stage that the West Virginia, the, the state tournament, the SSAC puts on. But for these kids, it's 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 a big time atmosphere for them, and it, it's been a good tournament so far. Um, a couple of upsets in this tournament, guys. Uh, our Calvary team got knocked off. We were the three seed, and we were upset last night by Wood County Christian School, um, who uh, got knocked off in the semis uh, earlier this evening by Cross Lanes Christian. And there's a really good matchup. Keep your eye on this one. Greater Beckley, who's the number one seed in this tournament, uh, building a great program there. Coach Brian Helton and his staff down there doing a great job. But they were the number one seed in the prohibitive favorite, the prohibitive favorite, I should say, coming into this tournament. And Grace Christian School, who knocked off Ambassador Christian Academy, they are giving Greater Beckley, the Crusaders, all they can handle. The last check I had, it was a four-point game at the half, and Greater Beckley was supposed to run through this tournament. And Grace is just giving them all they want. I'll try to get you guys an update on that as soon as I can get a final. But it's been a really good tournament so far, and and, uh, again – uh, for these kids, it's just been fabulous, uh, the atmosphere everything. Uh, being there from Summersville, of course, the, the venue of location, how long has that tournament been there over the years You know, for the for the Christian Athletic Tournament? I know it's – I'm sure it's been there for a number of years. Didn't it used to rotate amongst some of the schools at times or – Well, yeah, you're exactly right. And, and it's funny, just before I came on, I was having a, a conversation with our <laughs> athletic director, Donald Polly, And – you know the tournament uh, two years ago was held in Beckley at the at the Raleigh County Armory. It's moved here to Summersville. This is the second year that's been in Summersville. There, there's talk of, of maybe getting it to Charleston, uh, mm. get a venue there at West Virginia State or um, University of Charleston. But Summersville's been a great host. And, and, and again, the boys and girls are together this year. The girls, for the first time, are playing in the Summersville Convention Center Arena. And so that's been a big-time atmosphere for them. So, you know, selfishly, I enjoy coming to Summersville. Summersville has rolled out the red carpet for all the schools involved in this tournament. Hey, Brian, this is Joe Linville. Talk, uh, tell us a little bit about the tournament. I mean, like you said, you've got the boys and the girls going on, and you kind of mix them up, and it's, what, a three-day tournament? Yeah, Joe, we, we started playing last night. Um, actually started playing yesterday morning. So there were a couple of play-in games. Uh, you had Jamie Darren Christian Academy out of the Gilbert area, Elk Valley, uh, of course, out of the Elkview area. You had uh, Victory Baptist Academy out of the Beckley area that, that played in, and Taze Valley Christian actually played in. And so you had play-in games, then you had regular seated games. And, it, you know, it, it sort of mirrors the NCAA tournament, as I mentioned last week, it, that you have the – the play-in games, and then you get into the regular tournament, and who knows? You know, if you get hot, you can win, and, that, and that's what I was talking about. Grace just a moment ago out of Huntington, you know, uh, Grace knocked off a good ambassador team. Uh, they're giving Greater Beckley all they can handle, and who knows? They could they could beat Greater Beckley tonight, get Cross Lanes Christian School in the finals tomorrow, and could beat them. I mean, anything is possible in a tournament like this. On the girls' side, Joe. It's Taze Valley Christian's tournament to lose, obviously, the first year with their girls' prep program. Uh, they beat Calvary Baptist Academy today 72-22. to uh, Myra Cuffey put on a show, had 35 points in that game uh, for Taze Valley Christian School. Uh, watched uh, all that game. And so 
it, it's it's Taze Valley Christian's tournament to lose on the girls' side, but the boys' side again. Uh, if Greater Beckley holds serve, uh, it, it'll match the, the number one seed Greater Beckley and the number two seed Crosslands Christian. That'll be a dandy ball game tomorrow night. Brian, I know it's, uh, the tournament atmospheres are so much fun. I know that that is uh, one that is enjoyable as well. We thank you so much for calling. We'll let you get a good night's sleep in and get ready for a full <laughs> Big day, day tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we play at 2 o'clock tomorrow, guys. We play the fifth-place game against Ambassador Christian Academy. It's Calvary Baptist Academy. We're looking forward to getting a win. And, and let me real quick uh, just, just make a quick plug for a game that, that we're playing on March the 1st on Thursday night. I know it's a couple weeks out, but I definitely want to get this in. Uh, Calvary Baptist Academy and Taze Valley Christian Prep are playing an exhibition game on Thursday night, March the 1st. I think that game's going to tip at either 7 or 7.30. But that game is going to benefit the 1040i Foundation. It's a ministry-based foundation. And uh, one of the parents of the young men at our school, uh, Dr. James Cox, who uh, practices orthopedic medicine there in the Taze Valley area, he's actually just coming back from a mission trip. And, and this will actually be a fundraiser to help uh, the 1040i organization. So after we play tomorrow, we've got a couple of weeks, and then we play that exhibition game with Taze Valley Christian Prep. So that's going to be a a fun night, and, and we're looking forward not only tomorrow's game, but that game as well. And our good buddy Ryan Airwood, who uh, runs that program there. Yep. Hannon High School grad was on the Magnificent Seven on the 2001 Hannon High School State Semifinal Team in Class A that made a ma- great. Uh, great run to uh, Charleston. They upended uh, Parkersburg Catholic that year, is that right? Yeah, uh-huh. 17 years ago. Well, okay. See, we've we got to remind you he's <laughs> old now. <laughs> and, and, let me, huh. and let me share let me share this with you real quick. Uh, coach Airwood's coach, Ad Hannon, Wayne Richardson, uh, now leads the boys' program at Taze Valley Christian School, and we played them today, and 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 they played us very tough. Uh, Wayne Richardson, the longtime Hannon coach, uh, just a great guy, and, and and his kids really played hard. They had to play two games just today. Uh, they played it at at nine or ten o'clock this morning, and then turned right around and played us at at noon. So. Uh, you mentioned Coach Arrowwood. Uh, think a lot of Coach Arrowwood and, and his old coach Wayne Richardson still out there getting it done for Taze Valley Christian School. Always oh, a lot of fun this time of year, and we we appreciate you talking with us. And Brian Sexton, the public address announcer slash broadcaster, Calvary Baptist Academy at the West Virginia Christian Athletic Tournament going on right now in Somersville. We've got to have a side take a break. When we come back, we will talk with a young lady who is now the all time leading scorer at her school. We'll also talk with Tim McClung, head coach of the Pocahontas County Warriors boys basketball team. We've also got a special guest a little bit later on lined up. That's all in Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues. This is break one along the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Does showing up for work at a ballpark or an arena sound good to you? A Marshall University sports journalism degree can get you there. Sports journalism at Marshall is important, it's serious, and it's big business. Sports media and communications careers are some of the most competitive and marketable worldwide in a multi-billion dollar industry. We'll prepare you to think critically, report accurately and artfully, tell the stories on and off the field or court. If this sounds like you, 
the Marshall School of Journalism is ready and eager to start your journey. Learn more at marshall.edu slash sljmc. Welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Tonight you're going to meet a new standout athlete of the week from Wayne. We want you to nominate your team's athletes to be the standout athlete of the week. Of course, we select an athlete each week. Head over to our website, basketballnight.com. Click on the Standout Athlete of the Week tab. Fill out the nomination form. And, of course, we'll take it from there. A shout-out to some of our newest Twitter followers tonight and this week, including Michael Maddox, Mike Matthews, Karen Atkins, Uncle Ricky, Mark Martin, Chandler Funkhauser, Jeb, Noah Barker, Joe Fiquet, and Marty Gibson. They're all part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. Follow us on Twitter, at Hoops underscore Roundup, at Hoops underscore Roundup. And make sure you send us your team pictures so we can feature them, like we are now, in our video stream. up to date on your favorite teams check out basketballnight.com now back to basketball friday night in west virginia with joe linville coach rick marone and ryan epling 921 on this basketball friday night in west virginia ryan epling joe linville with you and now a new guest sent with us sam yoho the owner of wrrr radio kind enough to join us in the studio sam welcome to our little humble abode here oh, good to be with you it's um, great to be on the on the campus <laughs> at uh, marshall and get a chance to see the sites and the stadium and some of the things you guys are doing here i don't get a chance to get down here all that much so it's uh it's an experience it's uh and, and th- again our cast of thousands that work on this show basically uh, uh they're quite the crew themselves but uh certainly appreciate you and uh, a lot you know a lot of the staff from uh, the Seven Ranges radio station is coming down and joining us uh, here in studio tonight. Yeah. Um, well, they're a crazy yeah. bunch. You know that uh, I know you guys have had an opportunity to work with them a little <laughs> bit, and uh, and it's been uh, it, it's an experience that uh, uh, that uh, I enjoy uh, uh, broadcasting and owning the, operating the station. And it's uh, we try to do a lot with uh, our sports and a lot of the uh, high school football and basketball as well. Tickle to death that you guys are doing this on uh, on Friday night. It's a nice uh, between nine and midnight. Our games are normally over with, um, eh, you know, around nine thirty somewhere around that. So that works out uh, really well, and it's uh, it's a lot of fun. You guys do a, do a good job. And we appreciate you sharing your, you know, your broadcasters with us and being a part of the show, not only on the set, but calling in reporting games each week. So oh, we yeah, appreciate it, it very much. It, it's, it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's, I, I, met, I saw the uh, uh, South versus Ripley uh, Anna's Army. I got mm-hmm. a chance to, to videotape that, be a part of that broadcast uh, on our sister station in Parkersburg a few weeks ago. Had a chance to meet the young lady, and it was a real experience. It's something I really noticed that uh, we were playing Wheeling Park uh, at, uh, at South at the at the Patriot Palace, and all of the kids, all the kids from Park that were the players, actually had the uh, purple Anna's Army shirt on the warm-up, and everybody was together. It was a, a packed crowd, and uh, when I got a chance to see uh, what you had on your front, I thought, well, I'd mention it, because uh, uh, Anna, of course, did a little speech, and uh, it worked out really well, and hopefully uh, a lot of money was raised that night. They had uh, everything from shirts to basketballs to all kinds of stuff, so it was a good, good night. Absolutely, and 
Yeah, let's turn right back to the phone lines because uh, our, we'll talk with uh, Abby Beeman in a moment. Right now, let's go to Tim McClung, head coach of the Pocahontas County Warriors boys basketball team. Uh, he joins us here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Coach McClung, welcome to the program. Thank you. Uh, always nice to get um, – Sometimes, sometimes it takes us a while to get through everybody and get to uh, get to some of the, the, the newer folks that we have on the program. But uh, let's talk about your basketball team here a little bit. I know earlier uh, this year uh, we we covered um, the Pocahontas County game in the uh, Big Atlantic Classic. And I know that didn't go the way you wanted it to at the end, but uh, nonetheless, uh, your Warriors having a fantastic season at this point. Uh, yes, sir. We're 17-2 and two right now, and in reference to the game that you, you brought up uh, at the Big Atlantic, you know, we, we played very well against a very good basketball team in the Valley Fayette, and, you know, we had to lead with, I think, about 37 seconds to go and, and uh, made a couple mistakes and got the ball game tied and then went on and, and made a, another error and uh, threw the ball away, and they scored the uh, to win the game by two points, but it was a very good game, and and it was, it was a lot of fun to coach. And like I said, they got a really nice basketball team, and so uh, we'll probably, hopefully, look forward to playing them again in our section. And Coach McClung, I obviously apologize in advance for you. Know, you've lost two games, so of course we bring one of those up first. But uh, <laughs> seventeen and two on the season, won the West Virginia Hometown Invitational Division One Championship with a seventy-three fifty-one victory over Van. Uh, last week, so uh, tell me about the run through the uh, through the hit tournament. Well, we we started out. We went to Work County. There uh, was our first game, and uh, we were fortunate enough to win up there. I think we maybe won by twenty points. I'm not sure exactly what it was, but somewhere in that neighborhood. And then then we played St. Mary's in home and and had a really good game there, and uh, won that one. And then our third game was at home against East Hardy and um, got a victory there, I think, by about 19 points and and qualified to, you know, play in the championship game against Van, who, you know, here again, I think has a real nice basketball team also uh, down there. And uh, we were fortunate enough to win that game. We, we That game was close. I think uh, they were ahead in the first quarter, 17 to 15. And then we were ahead at halftime by eight. They came back in the third quarter, actually, and went ahead by one point there sometime throughout the third quarter. And then I think maybe, you know, we tried to pressure them quite a bit the whole night, and maybe they got a little bit, uh, you know, tired or wore down, and and uh, we were able to capitalize on that and went on a little run, and I think we ended up winning there, like you said, by 20 or 22 points, something of that nature. But uh, Coach Goggins does a really good job down there, and they got a couple really nice players and, you know, good overall team. Coach, it's Joe Lamb. I want to talk about your team here just a little bit. Uh, I'll be honest, I'm a Pocahontas County fan. I love it, that part of the state. And your county is so big and so spread out of in, in rural West Virginia. How tough is it at times, especially in the winter, to get your team together to practice, uh, like when there's no school, school lets out early, and have such a successful program this year? What's the, what's the secret? Well, you know, like you said, we are spread out, uh, you know, some of these kids have to drive 40 minutes or even longer to just to get to the gymnasium. You know, if they live down in the lower end of the county there, say, in Hillsboro or a little bit beyond or over at uh, Snowshoe, you know, 
the high schools in Dunmore. So, you know, those kids have got to travel quite a bit. Um, and that, you know, sometimes does make it difficult, especially if we have, we split the gym. We only have one gym, and we split it with the girls. And one day the girls will have early practice from 3.30 to 6, and then the boys will have practice from 6 in the evening till 8 at night. So some of these kids are not getting home till 9 o'clock and, and having to, you know, do their homework and try to grab a bite to eat and get ready for the next day. So uh, they are dedicated, and, you know, they, they put the effort forward. And, um, you know, we do, you know, I think we do pretty well with that uh, to where we can, you know, get the kids in and, and get a couple hours of practice in each day. And uh, we'll alternate the gym with the girls. And sometimes we'll have what we call split practice where uh, the girls and the, the boys will split the gym, you know, take half and half. So, um, but it is, you know, I, I compliment these kids for the dedication that they put forth uh to come and, you know, play in these activities. And if we travel to, you know, just like going up there last weekend to um, Robert Seabird, you know, that's a two-hour trip for us. Beckley's two hours or better for us. Um, so we have to do a lot of traveling, uh, being here in Pocahontas County and sort of, you know, out of the way. Uh, a couple of quick questions before we let you go. Um, we yes, had sir. you on the schedule to play at Tigers <clears throat> Valley tonight. Did that game take place? No, sir, it did not. It got canceled. Uh, Tigers Valley had a problem with their gymnasium was leaking, and so we were unable to play, uh, and we were unable to reschedule that game. They don't have any room there next week to try to get it in before the uh, sectional starts. So, no, we did not get that game uh, played. And my second point, especially for your ball club, how important would it be to win the sectional and get a regional home game? You mentioned the long trips you have to make to go play road games. It's no easy trip for someone to go into Pocahontas County either. Well, you're correct. Uh, we sort of look at it like this as, as an advantage for us. Uh, knock on wood, and, and thank God, you know, we're undefeated last year and this year at home. Uh, we have one more home game this Thursday night, so... If we're fortunate enough to win Thursday night, then we'll be undefeated at home for the last two years. And if if we could, you know, get a sectional championship game here at Pocahontas County and then be fortunate enough to win that and, and get the regional here, then that would uh, be advantageous for us and beneficial for us. So um, I hope that really happens. That uh, That would be great for us. Coach Tim McClung of the 17-2 and Pocahontas County Warriors boys basketball team, the head coach. Thanks so much for joining us, and we wish you the best of luck as we get settled into postseason play here shortly. Uh, thank you. Appreciate you all having me. All right. And, Good luck. Uh, one thing I do want to mention before we go to break here is that uh, Pocahontas County at 17-2 and is in the same section as Valley Fayette, who is 16 and 1, and has that big win in the Big Atlantic Classic. So, and they're a long uh, way away from each other as well on, on the map. So. Yeah, well, I got to tell you, to St. Mary's, my uh, team that I play, RR, they went down to Pocahontas County, and they are they're good. They're a good club, and I think they will win their section. They could win it. I think that's but easy. it is a long drive. <laughs> and they, I had to hear about it. Believe me, absolutely is. And Joe, we, we have to thank the people who make uh, basketball Friday night in West Virginia possible. Yeah, basketball Friday night in West Virginia is made possible in part by financial support from the Dr. G. Woodson Lyceum. 
the Page Pitt School of Journalism and Mass Communications and WMUL-FM here at Marshall University. We will have Abby Beeman of Frankfurt High School. When we come back after the break, we'll also talk with a couple of coaches from about as far away in West Virginia as you can get from point A to point B. We'll explain that when Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues. This is break two on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. It's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Thanks for joining us. Join us online. Vote in this week's poll. You've got till 11.45 tonight. And then, of course, we'll share the results with you. Last week's question. Should there be a curfew on start times for games on school nights? 62% of you said yes. 38% no. This week's question. Do you like the current format of seating teams in sectionals in West Virginia? Tell us what you think. Vote yes or no. Go to basketballnight.com. Vote in this week's poll. You'll see the poll on the right-hand side of the page. You've got till 11.45 tonight to vote. And, of course, we'll share the results at the end of the show this evening. Basketball Friday night, West Virginia's high school basketball voice. And, of course, we're streaming video live from the studios at Marshall University. You can visit basketballnight.com for video, audio, and the Basketball Friday night scoreboard. You can head over to our website, basketballnight.com. Go to the bottom of the page, click Affiliates, and you can find the closest radio station nearest you. Many places to watch, too. Of course, we're on YouTube. Go to basketballnight.com. Click to watch. We're on Facebook Live. We're on the RSN Sports Facebook page to watch us on Facebook Live. And if you follow us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup, we're on Periscope. And statewide. Sutton Links Network West Virginia. If you're in the Huntington region, we're on Comcast Channel 25. Send your pics to us so we can feature them in our video stream. Send them to us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup. This is High School Basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. 9.34 on Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling alongside Joe Linville. And now Scott Northcraft of WRRR with us as we just rotate them in and out here on basketball. <laughs> they Friday brought a busload down. That's right, we did. We brought a carload. Well, we had an owner willing to pay for gas, so everybody piled in to make a trip tonight out of the office. <laughs> it's always nice to get out and uh, get out and visit the place. Yeah, it is. It's nice to come down and uh, you know you guys are just a box to us most of the time, but it's nice to see a face with the name and the voice. Of course, uh, it's nice to be in the presence of Big Daddy here. Oh, here we go again. <laughs> Well, that didn't take That long. was a setup. Yeah, I feel like I've been set up there. You, you were. Yeah. That, that's Always. all Craig. Uh, yeah, I, I, I know. Yeah, He'll pay Tra- for it, trust me. <laughs> Craig doesn't know what Fiesta Wear is. So, he doesn't. So that's, We uh, almost died hearing that story. <laughs> but, um, Scott, first off, um, you know, before, and we'll get to Abby Beeman, like, immediately after this, but um, just tell me about, um, you know, 
making the trip down here, uh, just kind of seeing what we do. And I uh, don't want to make this too much about us because it's about the basketball. But at the same time, you know, you get to see how we try to present and celebrate this sport with our listeners and our audience. And um, just from your perspective, knowing how the business works, how do we – is there anything we need to work on? Uh, well, no. I, I think you guys do a great job. You cover all of the teams that are, seem to be forgotten in the state, which is really nice. It's nice to see you know, people covering the Mid-Ohio Valley like we do and the Eastern Panhandle, the Southern Coalfields. It's nice to see it all come together in one place instead of just uh, kind of putting together all of the big schools. It's nice to get everybody else in there, too. Uh, absolutely. And we, we just, like, again, th- this is a show that celebrates high school basketball. And somebody who's celebrating not only a great season, but a fantastic career is Abby Beeman. She's a junior at Frankfurt High School and is over 1,500 points for her career already, averaging 25 points per game this year. She joins us on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And Abby, uh, first off, congratulations on the new record. Thank you. Uh, your ball club 15-7 and seven on the season. Uh, just tell me about how the season has gone from, uh, from your perspective. Well, I think we've had a pretty good season. We ha- played a pretty tough schedule at the beginning with teams like North Marion and Fairmont Senior, all those type of ball clubs. And then we started really gelling here at the end, and we've been on a nice win streak. I think it's like seven or something. So I think we've had a pretty good season so far, and we're ready to get into postseason. And you're in a, a difficult um, sectional. It's, it's, a, it's a challenging sectional um, for your ball club. And obviously having momentum going into the postseason is very important. Yes, it is. And we do have a really hard section as well as a region, too. And you, of course, sharing Mineral County with Kaiser, that's a rival. And uh, both of you have very good basketball teams and good basketball programs. And uh, how competitive is that for you when you talk about we talk about mineral county mineral county showdowns every you know every so often on friday nights but um you're in there you're in you're in the heat of battle there uh, you know from short gap to um kaiser is not a very long trip but uh that's a, a, a fierce rivalry yeah it's not a long trip at all it's really it's really fun to be able to play in a game like that with high intensity and stuff and especially when they're also a good ball club that makes the stakes even higher. Abby, when you it's set really the, oh, I'm sorry, I, I, I apologize. When you set and the I, when you set the record, uh, tell me what was going through your mind when uh, you know when you were being celebrated on the floor. Oh, it was a really cool moment for me. Something that I've been working for for a while. Everyone's kind of knew I was going to get it this season, more than likely. And then when I actually got it, it was a really nice feeling having everyone there and all the support there as well. When it came right down to the to the shot and you knew you broke the record, what, what was the first thing you thought of? Oh, just everything that I've been through with basketball and everything. From when I started playing when I was little, it's just a crazy moment to be a part of knowing that I now have the record at Frankfurt. I think what might be most impressive about Abby's statistics she averages almost seven assists per game on top of all the scoring. So obviously not a selfish player, someone who's able to get your teammates involved as well. Yeah, I love getting my teammates involved. I think sometimes people kind of look past that and just focus on my scoring, but passing to me is really fun, and it's just as fun as scoring all the points too. I actually just got the assist record for this season at the school. 
Well, Abby, having a fantastic season, a fantastic career. We wish you and the Frankfurt Falcons all the best of luck as postseason play begins next week. Thanks so much for joining us on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Thank you, and thanks for having me. All right, and again, that's Abby Beeman, Jr. at Frankfurt. That's right. You get to deal with her again next year. Um, and she has 5.1 steals per game on top of wow. that. So not offensively, she's also a, a tough defensive player. It's, it's tough to have that kind of record that young. Yeah, yeah. and a stat sheet yeah. stuffer. As <laughs> that is say. for sure. You don't see that very often. No, Congratulations. She, certainly. We, we definitely uh, appreciate her taking time out to join us tonight. Okay, the jersey that sits in front of me on the set <laughs> is uh, Paw Paw High School. Um, people who follow the program know that I have an affinity for the small schools in West Virginia. That um, when it comes to small schools, Paw Paw is just about as small as you get in terms of public schools that play basketball. And the Pirates are 15 and seven on the season. And Chris Panaris is the head coach. He joins us here on the program and. Coach, I've got to say, uh, you've got a great support staff because we have a Paul Paul High School jersey that was delivered down this way uh, a couple of weeks ago, and it, it, it has a prominent place on our set. Yes, it does, and it looks good. <laughs> it might have something to do that, that Ryan is a diehard Paw Paw fan to boot, so uh, he really supports you guys 100%. I'm just curious as to who the Fishers are. Yeah, that was a mistake. We we wanted, we've asked Marcus who the Fishers were too. I don't know where he came up with that, but uh, Marcus is, is again. Marcus is very intelligent, and what happens is he's got so much information that sometimes it things cross. Yeah, but um, nonetheless, hey, you were winning. You won the uh, hometown Invitational Division Two championship uh, last week. A fifty-eight fifty-seven thrilling win over Meadow Bridge. That game at Robert Seabird High School, but um, tell me about your run through the hit tournament. I tell you, the uh, hit tournament, the run, we played hundred first and uh, beat them pretty handily, and then uh, Calhoun next, which uh, Calhoun um, they brought their game to our gym, and uh, we squeaked one out on them, and we played Union for the third time, which is uh, pretty tough to beat a team three times. And we pulled that one off. And and I, to me, that the Union Paul, that I want to see a Union Paul Paul game because <laughs> th- those are two schools that are very much alike in, in terms of their size and uh, and the rural locations. But now your your boys' basketball season, regular season, is complete. Um, what do you do now in this uh, in this period of you know? Yes, there's some uncertainty in terms of. Uh, statewide uh, teachers and service personnel at the moment, but just in terms of, you know, it's going to be about two weeks before you play a game, and when you do play a game, it's going to mean a whole lot. Well, I tell you, you just take those two weeks and uh, train as hard as you can and get ready for the next game. Paul Paul High School, 15-7 and seven on the season, the Division Two champions of the Hometown Invitational. Uh, again, the regular season is complete for that boys' basketball program, um, but it is in Section 2 of Region 2, and that's a full section. It is. Yes. And a challenging one at that. And uh, Chris Panaris, we, we certainly appreciate you taking time out to join us here tonight on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Thank you for having me. All right, and thanks again to uh, everyone at Paw Paw High School who – um, yeah. Again, 
we got a Paul Paul jersey right here on set, and that that does that does mean a whole lot to us because uh, you know we we appreciate the schools that in in, in so many instances, Scott, um, and, and this happens for every size of school, including AAA, but. Basketball is an experience, and you get four years to play high school yeah. basketball. And it doesn't necessarily matter what level you're playing, and it's an experience that you can take with you. You can learn a lot from it, things that you can apply off the court as well. And it's the same at Paul Paul as it is at Cabell Midland, the largest mm-hmm. school in the state. It is, and uh, a lot of these teams don't get the kind of coverage. We've got Payton City in our neck of the woods. They're uh, struggling right now. But I wonder, and I, I meant to ask the coach this from Pawpaw, how much the community support really helps them in their drive to go to the state tournament, to go through the hit tournament, everything like that. With a small school like that, I, I don't even begin to know how many people are actually in that school, how many students. But I'm sure just having people showing up to the games makes all the difference in the world. Well, I can give you that exact number here in just a second because you could. it's um, again it's a one of the smallest basketball playing schools in the state. Uh, Nine through twelve, Paul Paul High School has sixty five students. Wow, how does that compare to Payton City? Uh, Payton City, on the other hand, is uh, at one fifteen. So oh, wow, Payton City is almost twice as large. Wow, and that's probably the smallest school in our area. And there's your, and there's your perspective. That, just, that's mind blowing to me that it's almost twice that. And, and Harmon also it, it has thirty six nine through twelve. Wow! So it, it's that's I I would have never guessed. And you look on top of that, they're in that what I call like that little small snow belt in West Virginia that that kind of drops down under Pennsylvania there and, and catches them. And you know you got East Hardy, Harmon, Moorfield, Pawpaw, Pendleton County, Tucker County, Union. I mean that's that's going to be a tough little just just a sectional alone. That'll be a very very difficult uh, sectional to get out of. And and we, we mentioned going from one part of the state to another. Uh, Pawpaw is located. In the you know eastern panhandle, up right on the Potomac River, and then you go to you know quite frankly just a long way away from Paul Paul, and that is to Montcalm High School, which is just outside of Bluefield. Um, it's in uh, you know in Mercer County, in the far southern part of the state. And Matt Smith is the head coach of the Generals boys basketball team. He joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia and uh, Coach Smith uh, your, your Montcalm basketball team 7-7 uh, seven and seven on the season and uh, getting ready for a big game tomorrow at Summers County Yes, yeah, we are and uh, it, it's going to be a good test for our boys uh, we played them about a week ago uh, at home pretty competitive game, they ended up getting us about 13 but it's, just, it's one of the tough teams in our section that uh, a young team like us, we have to compete against. So, looking forward to the challenge we have tomorrow. And talk, tell me about playing teams that are within your section right at the end of the season, knowing that you have sectional tournament play beginning in uh, a little over a week. Um, it, it's it's beneficial because you get to see. Sometimes you play these teams early in the year, and teams evolve so much as the season goes on. This time of year, you're, you're hopefully hitting your stride as a basketball team, so you get to see teams hopefully at their best, and you know what to prepare for and get a better game plan going into two weeks from now in sectional play. 
And your, your ball club's on a four-game losing streak, but and you know at face value that's one thing. But your last two games have been very good basketball games, losing in overtime at Riverview, losing a six-point game at Richwood. I mean, those are literally two and three possession differences in over the entirety of the game. Yes, they are, and, and two tough trips for us back to back. I mean, we got home Tuesday night around 12.30, back on the road the next night to Richwood, got back to the school at 1 o'clock. That's just asking a lot for, for high school kids to put in that kind of a time, stay out that late and get up and play a game the next day. It, it asks a lot of them. Um, so hopefully the next week or two, we, we only have three more games. We can kind of rest our legs a little bit and get ready for a very tough section that we're in. Matt Smith, head coach of the Montcalm Generals boys basketball team. Once again, we thank you so much for joining us and wish you and your ball club nothing but the best. I appreciate it, and I thank you all for, for everything you do and having us on tonight. Right, we appreciate you as well. Again, that's Matt Smith, head coach of the Montcalm Generals. We'll step aside take a break. When we come back, we'll talk with Wayne High School boys basketball coach Sam Kokenauer as his ball club not allowed to play or practice tonight. We'll explain why when Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. Every Friday night from 9 to midnight, we're the home for high school basketball in the Mountain State. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Jaden Lindsay, Jacob Clark, Cole Honaker, Sidney Nestor, Isaiah Morgan, Deja Busby, Drew Williamson, Ashton Maxwell, Casey Henchman. And tonight, we'll hear from someone from Wayne. What they all have in common is they were selected by Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia as the standout athlete of the week. Have someone remarkable on your team? Did you have an athlete make an outstanding play? You can nominate your team's players to become the Basketball Friday Night Standout Athlete of the Week. Each week, we consider nominees based on leadership, performance on the court, academic performance, involvement in the community, and volunteer work. Every Friday night, we select a Standout Athlete of the Week. Head over to our website, basketballnight.com, click on the Standout Athlete of the Week tab, fill out the nomination form, we'll take it from there. We want you to nominate your team's athletes. Check it out at basketballnight.com. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. We are the Mountain State's voice for all things high school basketball. Join us tonight. Be part of the show. Call us toll-free, 855-784-6677, 855-784-6677. Give us an update on your team's games or let us know if your game's been canceled due to uh, high water or some other reason you can tweet text email or give us a call find out how by going to basketballnight.com special thanks tonight to all of our affiliates carrying the show Celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State. You're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. 
651. Whoa. whoa. Where are you, where are you ne- at? We have never been on the air at the 6 o'clock hour with this program in five years. That's California time. time. Right. Yeah, and on the West Coast. It's 951 East Coast here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Epley alongside of Joe Limble. And now also joining us from WRSG Radio and also part of the Seven Ranges family is Greg Goodfellow. Good to have you with us. Thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate the opportunity. You do a great job, by the way. And our station is blessed to have you on appreciate Friday it. nights. Uh, we absolutely appreciate Your class that. to join up. <laughs> uh, we, we appreciate that. And, uh, you know, we, we were talking during the break about, and, and we'll talk with Sam Kokenauer uh, of Wayne High School boys basketball coach here in a moment, but um, games throughout the state, there's a challenge just to get some of them in tonight for a variety of reasons. Absolutely. As, uh, we've been fighting the weather all season long. We've had several uh, cancellations, rescheduling, and uh, with WRSG, we carry all the boys and girls home games. I mean, very, very few people do that, so you throw that into the mix, and then you're just hopping around, bebopping, trying to find a good place to play, and, and you go from there. A lot, a lot of Tower Consolidated games, correct? Absolutely, that's what we do. Yes, and uh, Middleburn, uh, uh, one of the places that uh, we enjoy that this program is able to get to uh, a, a school that was double A when it was originally uh, formed, started in the 93 94 year uh, combination of Tyler County and Sistersville High School. I remember I saw Tyler Consolidated play football in its first year because uh, they played a playoff game against Wayne at Fairfield Stadium in Huntington in 1993. So right. I was 10 years old. Wow. <laughs> well, we thought we were going to be a juggernaut. And our first couple years, we did pretty well, and then things started falling down, and especially with basketball. Uh, you know, we've had good coaches, but over the last few years, we haven't really had the success. Two years ago, we had five wins. Last year, we had five wins. This year, we have 14 wins. We have uh, Rick Leach as our uh, Head coach, once again, he coached back in the late 90s, and then he went down to Parkersburg South, and uh, he retired, and then he came back up, and the program's been rejuvenated. I had a, uh, an official talk to me just yesterday, and he said, you know, I've refereed a lot of games here, and we would have Magnolia, we'd have St. Mary's, and we pretty much knew we weren't going to do all that well. We were considered a laughing stock. But uh, thank goodness, uh, Totter Consolidated, the sports are turning around. They all are. Uh, we've been strong in some areas, uh, track, volleyball, uh, softball is picking up. Uh, with uh, Ryan Walton, and, and this is going to be, I think, his sixth season, he's really created a culture of winning. And Rick Leach certainly hit the ground running. And, and to me, and we, we could talk about this much more, but I'll, I'll, I'll just put this in summation. Um, geography can be a challenge in many cases when consolidated schools are formed and they right. don't build the school in either community and they put it in the middle and then no right. one's close to it. So it's, it's tricky. Well, we still have some people fighting the war. Right, yeah, and it's uh, yeah, 25 years later. Absolutely. A lot of communities have that same problem. So yeah. uh, Right now I want to go to the head basketball coach of the Wayne Pioneers boys basketball team, Sam Kokenauer, here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And, uh, Coach, first off, a pleasure to have you on the program. This is someone I've known my entire life as well. But, um, Coach, your basketball team – not able to play or practice tonight, having to move a game to tomorrow because of a work stoppage. Wayne County is involved in that. Uh, how is that something that you handle with, with your basketball team? Well, thanks, Ryan, for having us on. Um, 
Um, you know, I don't know. It is what it is, and it puts our superintendent in a tough situation. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we went to Mingo on their work stoppage, and we were allowed to play. But uh, we were told a couple of days ago we were not allowed to play. So uh, my assistant coach, Matt Wilson, and I went to Polka and scouted them when they played Hoover, but we weren't allowed to uh, be in a gym. So tomorrow, um, Scott will come to us, and then uh, Tuesday, we'll have our senior night against Polka. So it, you know, it's kind of a rough situation because you really, there's some uncertainty. Um, you know, we only have so much gym space, and, and our girls are starting the sexual next week, and so it's, it's a, it could be a major problem. And your ball club is eight and twelve. That game tomorrow is important, though, because within the section and within the region, I mean, you got an opportunity to perhaps, you know, get a three seed. Right, we're shooting for the three seed. Uh, we think Nitro and Winfield are pretty well locked in the first two seeds, and then uh, the three seed, three seed to the six would be between us, Sisseville. Point and Polka, and we play, you know, like I said, Polka next Tuesday, and then Scott uh, Saturday. We split with Scott already in the season. So it is very important, these next two games. And, Coach, again, uh, the uncertainty creates a lot of problems. I guess from your, from your perspective as the head coach, so you just keep going day by day, right? Right. And, you know, like tonight we went and scouted Polka, but do we have any practice time to prepare for Polka? We're having, you know, there's one game, one day scheduled for practice on Monday but you know you never know what happened a little bit in the Senate today and the state legislature creates much more uncertainty so you know it, it is what it is but um, we did, other people are in the same situation we are we think right that is true uh, yeah. exactly and uh, coach uh, Sam Kokonar uh, appreciate you taking time out to join us today you're on your way back from uh, scouting Polka tonight in their game with Herbert Hoover we appreciate you joining us on the program Okay, thank you for having me. All right, that, again, that's Wayne High School boys basketball coach Sam Kokenauer. Uh We're right up against a hard break here. But, um, I, uh, you know, before we go to break here, we got like 10 seconds here. Um, <laughs> Joe, this is definitely a situation that many people through the state are facing. It is. I mean, it's just, it's not just Wayne County, but it's 55 counties across the state of West Virginia. This can end up affecting. And this is right now a measure of uncertainty. That's one hour in the books for Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. We're with you until midnight, hour two. We'll begin after the break. We'll talk with Sam Blizzard, WELD Radio in Parkersburg, and get you in our Petersburg, excuse me, get you in our scoreboard on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Special thanks tonight to all of our affiliates. You can listen on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State, including 103.7 Jack FM, WQWV, and Fisher, The Valley's Watchdog, 1600 AM, WKKX, Wheeling, 1370 AM, WVLY, Moundsville, Jackson County's home for Southern Gospel, Singing News Radio, 92.5 FM, WTHM, LP, Ravenswood, Ripley, Knights Radio, 91.5 FM WRSG in Middleburn. Talk Radio WRNR, Martinsburg, 740 AM, 106.5 FM. Classic Hits 106, WHFI Linside, 106.7 FM. 95, The Sports Fox, WBES Charleston, 950 AM. The Voice of the Coalfields, 101.9 FM and 1290 AM, WVOW Logan. Light Rock, 93R, WRRR, St. Mary's, 93.9 FM, 
The Ticket, 102.3 FM, WMTD in Hinton. The Greatest Oldies of All Time, 98.5 FM and 101.5 FM, WQAZ LP, Edmund, Beckley. Tune for You, Yap Radio, 101.7 FM, WYP LP in Clay. And Marshall University's flagship station, The Cutting Edge, 88.1 FM, WMUL in Huntington. Cable subscribers, you can find Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on Suddenlinks Network West Virginia. In the Huntington region, we're on Comcast Channel 25. We're on YouTube. Visit us online at basketballnight.com. A proud supporter of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, the Dr. Carter G. Woodson Lyceum honors the father of black history and serves as a forum for issues of importance to Marshall University and the tri-state area. For more information about the Lyceum's major events during February, visit marshall.edu slash woodsonlyceum. That is one word, W-O-O-D-S-O-N-L-Y-C-E-U-M, and follow its tweets about the presentation by the Librarian of Congress, Dr. Carla Hayden, on Wednesday, February 21st. The Lyceum is a joint program of the John Deaver Drinko Academy and the School of Journalism and Mass Communications at Marshall University. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. To join tonight's program, call 855-78-HOOPS. That's 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup for all the scores all the time. And visit BasketballNight.com for a comprehensive look at schedules and standings for every team in the state. Stay tuned. Another hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia begins right now. Hour two of the program, 10.01 on this Friday, February 16th, 2018. Ryan Epling and Joe Linville with you here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. We'll talk with Sam Blizzard, WELD Radio. Guess who played tonight? There was an East Hardy Moorfield game tonight. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> it, it, like we joke around, it seems like every Friday night, the boys or girls, East Hardy and Moorfield, play each other in a Hardy County showdown. It just uh, again tonight. It happened again tonight, and it was a great game. And we'll have that uh, and much more as we go on throughout the night. Of course, our standout athlete of the week comes up at ten fifteen. Uh, we also will talk with Matt Harper, head coach of the Midland Trail girls basketball team, in just a moment. But first, it's time for a check of the Marshall University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Hardy County Showdown tonight in Baker goes to overtime in boys basketball, and it was East Hardy picking up the home win over Moorfield 63-51. We'll talk more about that game in a moment. Polka gets a win at the Dot Dome as the Dots defeat visiting Herbert Hoover tonight 54-42. Also tonight in boys high school basketball, it was Shadyside, Ohio, defeating Clay Battelle 90-62. Frankfurt goes to Grafton and beats the Bearcats 64-62 the final Greenbrier West picks up a road win at Richwood 71-38 Jefferson a road winner tonight at Hampshire 59-39 Musselman picks up a road win they travel from Inwood over to Hedgesville and or excuse me from Bunker Hill to Hedgesville and pick up the win 49-29 Hurricane 
gets the win at home in a, in a showdown with rival Cabell Midland. Hurricane has several rivals there, but they do. they're only about six miles apart, right. Hurricane and Cabell Midland High Schools. Hurricane gets the win tonight, 68-61. The Redskins even their record at 10-10. and And it was the Bulldogs of Martinsburg over South Hagerstown, Maryland tonight, 84-43. Nitro Wildcats, big surprise winners tonight over the Mingo Central Miners, 62-57. The Golden Knights of Mount View fell to the Bluefield Beavers tonight by a score of 74-61. Westside winners tonight over Oak Hill. Only Oak Hill's second loss on the season. Score, Westside 68, Red Devils 51. It was the Princeton Tigers falling to Nicholas County tonight, 71-69. Tug Valley, big winners tonight over nearby Belfry, Kentucky, 94-37. It was the John Marshall Monarchs winners tonight over Edison Local, 61-49. Morgantown, the Mohegans defeat Martins Ferry, Ohio, 52-21. And a tight one. It was Harrison Central over the Oakland Golden Bears, 79-73. Wyoming East picks up a win tonight over Riverview by a score of 69-54. On the girls' side of the scoreboard, Nicholas County picks up a win over Princeton, 63-51. And in a final, it was the James Monroe Mavericks over the Shady Spring Tigers, 72-26. And that's a look at your Marshall University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Thank you very much, Joe. And, yeah, I'm looking through the score list here and and something that, that we do our best to keep up with, but... I was watching Rick Ryan from the uh, Charleston Gazette Mail as well. Keeping up with the MSAC and the way they do things is very difficult. I heard a little bit about that this week, the way they do things. Totally different, I guess, from everybody else across the state. There was a boys' fifth-place game tonight, and it was Parkersburg that defeated South Charleston 66-58. So a uh, big thanks to our buddy Ed Forshee up in Parkersburg getting his second reference of the night for two different reasons All on right. the program. Uh, always a, a friend of the program and uh, just someone who's always been helpful in, in everything that, that we've done, not only with this program, but uh, in other ventures of high school sports as well. We mentioned the great game tonight in Baker. East Hardy defeats Moorefield in overtime, 63-51. Sam Blizzard, WELD Radio, joins us on the program and – Sam, the the battle for um, battle for Hardy County tonight, and it was the Cougars picking up a home win. Yes, they uh, just couldn't settle it in 32 minutes of action tonight. Ryan uh, got down to the last 30 seconds. Garrett Haggerty from Moorfield hit a layup to uh, tie things at 47 all. Um, East Hardy brings the ball down the floor. They get fouled with 1.6 seconds to go. Drew Kellican for the Cougars steps to the line, hits two free throws. So you're figuring a second and a half, you know, that's good effort by Moorefield, but that's probably the ball game. Well, Blake Watts from Moorefield throws the ball length of the floor on the inbounds, Grant Hill style. The ball's tipped at the foul line, lands in the hands of Moorefield's Brent Moran underneath the hoop in one motion, puts the ball up and in to send the ball game into overtime. Uh, from there, it was pretty much all East Hardy, but, uh, you know, great effort by both teams here tonight. And always when you get get those two together and you get a good game between them, I mean, that's what rivalry, that's what high school sports can be about. You can throw records out because uh, that game will be remembered by those children. Absolutely. 
you. I mean, it uh, you know it, it sounds cliche sometimes. You throw the records out, but uh, that indeed was the case tonight. I talked to East Hardy Athletic Director Chad Williams right before the game. He said that's the best crowd that he's seen since he's been at East Hardy for a basketball game. It was uh, quite a raucous crowd, but uh, they got treated to a great ball game here tonight. And, and uh, you know, just to give this perspective, East Hardy came into this game at eight and nine. Moorfield came into this right. game at four and sixteen, and had a great crowd. That's what it's all about. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And uh, actually, uh, Coach Williams, that was one of the things he mentioned. He said, uh, "You know, listen at this crowd. You would not know. I mean, you would think you had two top ten ranked teams in the state out here playing, but uh, you know, quite a ball game here tonight, no doubt about it. But uh, would not surprise me if those two square off again in sectionals. It means just as much." Uh, to them right there is anything now you know postseason coming up in, in girls basketball action um i know you you, you have uh, your finger on the pulse of the teams up in in that area as well um looking at uh you know probably going to have some uh very tight games come sectional play absolutely um the way it looks uh sectional wise Harmon. uh heard y'all speaking about Harmon earlier that's my old high school that's where i went um, Harmon um, and Pendleton County square off for the right to take on Tucker. And East Hardy and Pawpaw will uh, play the first-round game. Winner of that, uh, guess who, could be Moorfield. Yeah, and, again, always uh, love it when those teams get together. And um, that, that's an area of the, of the state where you know, um, small schools thrive. And uh, it's definitely a community-based effort. Sam Blizzard, WELD Radio, always a pleasure to talk with you. Yep, you too. Thank you, Ryan. All right, thank you so much. And, um, yeah, uh, Joe, just to, 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 to go on there, though, you know, that's in an area that's not far from Paul Paul, not right. far from those types of schools. It's that rural section of West Virginia that's kind of all spread out population-wise. Yeah, so. and Tucker County's the favorite coming out of there on the girls' side. Um, but again, that's a rural school as well. Um, those are schools that, um, you know, when it comes to, uh, their sectional tournament play, um, that's about as pure as it gets for them because, uh, you know, they're in an area that, that there aren't any private schools. They're all very much the same size, size the same build. They're the, those small community type right, schools. Right. So you don't have, uh, a school that really, Stands up and above, and uh, you know is predominant again. Tucker County, probably the most recognized program there, rightfully so. But uh, that's because of years of being established. But then getting out of the section, you've got you know just in that region, you've got Clay Patel, Dodgers County, Gilmer County, Notre Dame, South Harrison, Trinity Christian. You know, Tigers Valley. That that's just that's a big area spread out, like you said, uh, across that section of the state. Well, eight team section also. Yeah. You consider some AAA regions don't have eight teams, uh. and that section has eight teams. And uh, just the way it works out, again, uh, that's one of our favorite uh, areas to talk about in terms of uh, high school basketball. And you know who else is having a, a great season is the girls' uh, basketball team at Midland Trail. They are 14-8 and eight as the Patriots get ready for postseason play. Head coach Matt Harper joins us now here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia and coach your ball club um, from from at least all appearances ready to go for sectional tournament play uh, yeah I think we're uh, 
we're ready. Um, we didn't finish the season quite as strong as what I thought we were going to finish the season, but um, I really think we're, you know, we're we're going to get some rest here, a couple games because we got a buy in our section and our couple of days we we'll get a couple of days of rest, and then um, we we get the winner of Charleston Catholic and Fetville on Wednesday, and um, with rest of legs, I think we're going to be much much scary team to people in the uh, tournament. But you're the number one seed in the Class A Region 3 Section 1 tournament. And, and I bring that up because your basketball team uh, just last night lost at Charleston Catholic 43-33. Now you may end up having to play the Irish again next week, but at the same time, those seedings were already out. Did that change anything for how you coached that game or prepared for that game last night, knowing that you could very well face the Irish again in your very next game. Uh, yes, I, um, I didn't. You know, there's some stuff that we're going to change up uh, for the game, and we played them earlier. They actually beat me twice this year, and we played them earlier in the season, and I knew kind of what we wanted to do, but then I uh, didn't want to show them that last night and then them have a week to get ready for it. <laughs> Uh, is that also a chance to experiment, though, too, a little bit? Yeah, yeah. How, how does it make a difference? Like you said, you, you played them. The first game was only a five-point spread, and then, you know, yeah. on your home floor. So, And like you said, you want to make some changes up. You didn't want to show those changes. Uh, you know, from a, a fan aspect, thinking of a coaching aspect, I think that's pretty smart. Yeah, that's what, you know, I, that's what I told the girls um, before the game. I told the girls after the game, you know, I said, we're going to play them a little bit differently whenever we play them in the uh, section if we play them in the section but you know right now we're going to go out and play play hard and um, just see what what we can do just playing hard and play the way we have been playing all year matt harper head coach of the midland trail patriots girls basketball team again they will be back in action in the sectional tournament coming up this week they'll take on the winner of the fayetteville charleston catholic game and that game will be uh those two play at Charleston Catholic High School Monday, and then Wednesday the winner takes on Midland Trail at Midland Trail. So, Coach Harper, thanks again for joining us, and best wishes as the postseason is here. All right. Thank you guys for having me. All right. And with that, we'll step aside and take a break. When we come back, our special correspondent, Luke Creasy, will join us and introduce us to this week's standout athlete of the week as Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia rolls on here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. How about a chance to graduate from college not only with a diploma, but also prepared to thrive in an exciting, growing field. The Marshall University Sports Journalism Program might just be for you. The expansion of cable networks, the rise of sports-centered online platforms, and the continued thirst for local sports coverage make sports journalism a growth industry with jobs waiting for those who earn this degree. Your passion, curiosity, and charisma coupled with Marshall University Sports Journalism training will equip you for success in a multi-billion dollar global industry. So bring your abilities and the desire to be the eyes, ears, and life of the game to our Huntington campus to learn the art of sports storytelling while covering the thundering herd. 
We'll teach you how to go beyond the scores and statistics to tell compelling stories and accurately report breaking news across multiple media platforms. Marshall University's WPH Pitt School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your sports journalism career. Learn more about the exciting possibilities by visiting marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Don't forget to join us online tonight. Vote in this week's poll. This week's question, do you like the current format of seeding teams in sectionals in West Virginia? Tell us what you think. Vote yes or no. Go to basketballnight.com. Vote in this week's poll. You'll see the poll on the right-hand side of the page. You've got till 11.45 tonight to vote. And, of course, we'll share the results at the end of the show this evening. Shout-out to our newest Twitter follower tonight, Braden Hornsby. Stay up to date on your favorite teams. Check out basketballnight.com. Now, back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia with Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. 10-16 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling in studio. Also, Joe Linville. The, we also want to say thank you real fast to all the crew from Seven Ranges Radio uh, who made the trip down from the Parkersburg area, St. Mary's area. Um, you know, it's just a pleasure to have all those guys join us here tonight and kind of get a chance to see what we do here. And um, we appreciate all their support. And, um, you know, they, they jumped on and started airing this program very early on uh, as one of our great affiliates. And we want to say also thank you to all of our affiliates who have uh, believed in us to bring you three hours of live high school basketball programming each Friday night through the season. And uh, it's something that we enjoy doing, but Without them, we would just be speaking out to uh, to no one. But Luke Creasy is here, our special correspondent, and uh, ready to introduce us to this week's standout athlete of the week, Whitney Sansom of Wayne High School. A junior there for the Lady Pioneers and a three-sport athlete. It's not uncommon to see uh, athletes play more than one sport, but she's been all-conference in all three sports that she's been able to play, softball, volleyball, and as well basketball. So a really well-rounded athlete as well. Part of being our standout athlete of the week involves being a strong student athlete. Absolutely, and she's actually part of the biomedical science program there at Wayne High School. It's a pilot uh, kind of curriculum. There's the first one in the state. What they essentially do is they get a, a theoretical medical case, and they spend all, all semester being able to research that and being able to diagnose a medical case at the end of it. So it really gives you a base of the medical field before you know, maybe some of these students go into college and maybe major inside the medical field. So it's a really cool base program that introduces high school students to that, that whole curriculum. And now Luke will introduce us to our standout athlete of the week, Whitney Sansom of Wayne High School. Success comes with a price. A successful team is said to have a target on its back each and every time it takes the floor. Wayne's Whitney Sansom has emerged as a leader for the one-loss Pioneers, adapting her skills to make certain the Lady Pioneers remain on its upward track with postseason play just around the corner. Sansom's ability to adjust her game to meet her team's needs makes her this week's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia Standout Athlete of the Week. 
After missing out on a spot in the state tournament this past season, Sansom says expectations from outside the Wayne program were low for the 2017-18 season. We were the team that everybody expected to just come in and beat. The Lady Pioneers believed differently. We knew that we had our team that we wanted for the past couple years. We were all back together. We expected to be the team we are this year. Sansom entered her junior year at Wayne High School as the starting point guard for the Lady Pioneers. But for her team to earn another berth in March, her personal statistics have to take a back seat for the betterment of the team's chances for success. I don't really worry about how many points I have really on the board because the score matters at the end of the game, not how many points you have. But really, my thing is is defense. Defense wins games, and that's what's going to get you far is you have that solid lockdown defense, the other team's not going to score. Her father, Scott, says each year his daughter continually adapts her game in order to put the team in the best possible position. Combined with the strides she has made with her defense, Sansom's scoring average has also edged up to eight points per game. Seems like every year I see a little bit of development from the year before. I see improvement, and uh, like I said, she works hard at what she does. Everything she does, she wants everything to be perfect. It's made me proud to watch how she's developed over time and for the role that she's taken on with the team this year. The Lady Pioneers sport a program record 21 victories entering sectional play. Sansom said the team's ultimate goal, a state championship, is well within its reach. However, the path to that coveted state championship will be rough due to having overcome each opponent's best effort to upset Wayne. I think everybody kind of has that thing that's like, well, I mean, they've made it this far, so if we spoil that for them, then it's going to be a crush. So we go to away games, we can feel the intensity of the other teams like they want to beat us. All we got to do is push through it and play game by game. Sansom says the thought of bringing a state championship back home may be familiar to Wayne's football squads, but will be uncharted waters for this girls' basketball program. We talk about it all the time, and it almost brings goosebumps because I don't think a Wayne high school team has ever really experienced that. Sansom and her Lady Pioneers enter sectional play as the top seed in Region 4, Section 1. Having won 20 straight games certainly makes Wayne a bigger target than it ever has been in its program's history. For Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, I'm Special Correspondent Luke Creasy. Thank you very much, Luke, and we will have Winnie Sansom on the program a little bit later on tonight. But speaking of postseason, I I said something that was incorrect earlier, and I want to correct myself. You made a mistake? Well, I made two mistakes. The first one was thinking I'd made a mistake. No, I'm playing. (laughs) I don't always know that a lot. But um, we mentioned that postseason play was starting. Postseason play has started. It has. There's already a girls' sectional game that has been played. And that game was tonight. It was in Class AA, uh, Region 3. And James Monroe beat Shady Springs 72-26. So James Monroe will take on Bluefield in a game that will be played at Bluefield State College, and that is scheduled for Tuesday night. I wonder why they scheduled tonight, because there's only four schools in that section. That's a good question. You could have uh, held that until tomorrow, or you could have played that, right. you know, played Monday, Wednesday, Friday, such as most schools do. But then right. again, perhaps gym availability. Um, being able to play at Bluefield State College means you're also having to use the facility right. uh, of that uh, college program. So, uh, you know, there, there are various reasons for that, and we're not, we're just curious there. Exactly. To, yeah, yeah. So, um, 
nonetheless, though, also, and uh, we'll, we'll talk more about this with, with Whitney Sansom in a moment, but the, the pilot program for the biomedical um, for the biomedical science program that, that is at Wayne is uh, interesting because, let's face it, when you and I were in school, we didn't get that far along with... Um, no, you know, chemistry the, was probably the toughest thing at, at, in school when I went, you know. Right. You know, so. I, think, I think it says a lot to how, you know, our schools... Yeah, our schools don't necessarily rank so well in terms of uh, nationally, but that doesn't mean that nobody's giving effort. Right. So but, I mean, there, are, there are certainly... You know, made. I was offset when you guys started talking about that. And I thought, what college is this young lady going to? And then you start talking about, and I, and at the high school level, and that, that's great that you know the academics of you know keep you know push our kids. You know, they for years, I guess the expert says that you know they don't spend enough time in the classroom and applying themselves and so forth. So you know, there's agencies out there that are you know working on that and trying to scale up the academics in our high schools. It's definitely. Um you know, it's a, it's a work in progress, and, and, and in many ways, aren't we all? But uh, let's go back to the phone lines. The Musselman Appleman now six, they're 15, 16 and five after a twenty point win tonight over Hedgesville. Derek Basil's the head coach. He joins us now on the program, and uh, coach always a nice road win against a tough opponent, and uh, able to get one tonight at Hedgesville. Yeah, guys, thanks so much for having me on. Um, Hedgeville's a tough place to play. It was, a, it was a hostile environment tonight. It was their senior night. That's why I'm so late calling. I, I apologize for that. But they had uh, 28 different seniors they honored, just you know, different, different type people, uh, cheerleaders and everything. So it's a tough place to play, and I thought we played really well. And you know, we've talked about, the quote-unquote, the hierarchy of the Eastern Panhandle boys basketball teams on this program over the course of the season. You've got Martinsburg. Uh, yourself and Hedgesville seem to have separated as the top three, um, but at the same time, I think that you know, yes, you you went at Hedgesville by twenty tonight, and that is absolutely impressive. But and when you get into postseason, that doesn't mean Hedgesville is not capable. Oh no, Hedgesville is a capable basketball team. Uh, they're well schooled. Um, they've got some guys who can really play. They got some guys that shoot it well. Um, I thought we did. We were disciplined tonight on the defensive end of the floor, and our offense kicked into gear a little bit in the second half. We were able to to get some better, cleaner looks and uh, knock some shots down in the second half. We struggled a little bit offensively in the first half, but uh, really, I thought played a really strong second half. But they're 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 certainly a capable team. Coach, it looks like you got one more regular season game against Washington. What do you do to, t- to tune up your team and get ready for sectional play? Well, I think, you know, we just got to, you got to take it one game at a time. I know that's a cliche, but uh, I told the kids, I said, be happy tonight, enjoy it tonight. But uh, we got to refocus tomorrow and get ready for Washington. That's, that's another big conference game. Gives us a chance to win 17 basketball games on the year. And with, with our schedule, uh, that's, that's quite an accomplishment, especially since we, you know, we started the season two and three. So um, I'm really pleased with our guys, where we're at right now and how we're playing. Well, Coach, your team split with Martinsburg, and – um, you know, that, that can be tricky when it comes to uh, kind of leveling out the postseason uh, seedings in, um, you know, in, in Region 2, Section 1, because, um, you know, again, with that split, there's a one seed. Um, obviously, that's what you would want, but how much would that mean? Is it, is it a situation where it, it really feels different to you between the one and the two seed? 
Well, I, you know, I, I think it does. Um, you know, we, the, the, the nice thing about having the one seed, if you're able to advance at the first round, you would get the championship game at home. Uh, and I think that's a big deal. Uh, any of those places going on the road, either to Hedgesville or to Martinsburg, uh, they're tough places to play on the road. Um, I just, I'd like our overall resume. Uh, I think that we really challenged ourselves outside the, uh, outside our conference play. We have, we have really good wins over Parkersburg High and, um, over Morgantown. And we have a, a win against Martinsburg. We beat Robert C. Bird. Uh, we have a road win against Hurricane. Um, you know, so it, we, I think we really challenged ourselves and, uh, I think that's really paid dividends late in the year for us. Well, Coach, your ball club getting ready for postseason play. The, the Appleman again with a game, excuse me, at Washington next week ahead of the postseason. And uh, just quickly to clarify, that uh, sectional includes Hedgesville, Martinsburg, Musselman, and Spring Mills. So uh, that would be a, a challenging sectional uh, nonetheless. And Coach Derek Basile of the Musselman Boys Basketball Team, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All right. And, um, Joe, he made his case there for a one seed. Uh, yes, it does matter. But at the same time, I think just from an outsider's perspective, I don't know that you can go wrong there. You could kind of coin flip, and you can make a strong argument either for Martinsburg or for Musselman as the one seed in that section. And I don't think anybody would look at you and say, no, you're wrong. I think you can make a strong case for both. Absolutely, you know, especially when you split during the regular season. But, you know, and all those teams up there, they know each other. They've all played each other, you know, throughout the season. So, you know, they know what to expect and they know what to do to get ready for the sectional play coming up next week. I think those are very good basketball teams as well. And, again, don't count Hedgesville out. Never count Hedgesville out. Never count anybody out at this time of the year as far as that goes. Hey, I, I, I reference it. Many times before, and I'll reference it one more time, I remember a two-win Gilbert team in the 98-99 season going to Baileysville, who was ranked number one in Class A, and knocking the Rough Riders out. And um, It can happen. It can happen any given night. We're going to step aside take a break. When we come back, we'll get you another scoreboard update. And we'll talk with Jared Roberts, an assistant coach at Greenbrier West. We'll also talk with Wes McKinney, WAEY in Princeton, the Tigers. Look on Nicholas County tonight. That's all. It's basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Rolls on halfway through here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Congratulations tonight goes out to Whitney Sansom. From the Wayne Pioneers, Whitney was selected as the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia Standout Athlete of the Week. You'll hear from her later tonight. Have someone remarkable on your team? Did you have an athlete make an outstanding play? You can nominate your team's players to become the Basketball Friday Night Standout Athlete of the Week. Each week, we consider nominees based on leadership, performance on the court, academic performance, involvement in the community, and volunteer work every Friday night. We select a Standout Athlete of the Week. Head over to our website, basketballnight.com. Click on the Standout Athlete of the Week tab. Fill out the nomination form. We'll take it from there. We want you to nominate your team's athletes. Check it out at basketballnight.com. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, the Mountain State's voice for all things high school basketball. Don't forget to join us online voting this week's poll. This week's question 
Do you like the current format of seeding teams in sectionals in West Virginia? Tell us what you think, yes or no. Go to basketballnight.com. Vote in this week's poll. You'll see the poll on the right-hand side of the page. you got till 11.45 tonight to vote. And, of course, we'll share the votes, the all your votes, at the end of the show this evening. Shout-out to our newest Twitter followers tonight, including Braden Hornsby, Michael Maddox, Mike Matthews, Karen Atkins, Andy Keys, Jordan Eli, Terry, Scott Lawson. They're all part of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Join us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup at Hoops underscore Roundup. This is High School Basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. 10.32 on this Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Joe Linville here, Rick Marone, not with us tonight. Um, Coach Marone, though, has an interesting situation, too. We've, we've talked about the um, work stoppage in Wayne County, not allowed to play and a lot of practice they got a sectional tournament game scheduled for monday night so mm. you know you lose a practice right before that that's it makes it tough yeah i don't know i don't know. You know especially for coaches that that want to install changes you know something new into their game plan to put a crinkle into it, it makes it tough yeah and, and we do want to thank uh those people who make this show possible um in part was financial support from the dr carter g woodson lyceum the w page pitt school of journalism and mass communications and wmul fm all part of basketball friday night in west virginia we'll, we'll talk in just a moment with jared robertson the assistant coach of greenbrier west the boys basketball team there we'll also talk with Wes mckinney waey in princeton he saw a a high-scoring affair from a, from a young man tonight. We'll talk about that in, in more detail in a moment. But first, it's time for a check of the Marshall University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Joe, I'll give you the honors of leading off. All right. From the boys' side of the scoreboard, in the Eastern Panhandle was East Hardy. Down in Moorfield, that game went to overtime 63-51. Herbert Hoover falls to the Polka Dots tonight, 54-42. It was Parkersburg, the Big Reds, over South Charleston tonight, 66-58. In a battle up in the northern part of the state, Shady Spring, Ohio, downs Clay Battelle. The Seabees fall, 90-62. It was the Grafton Bearcats in a tight one, but they fall to Frankfurt, 64-62. Greenbrier West picks up a win tonight over the Richwood Lumberjacks, 71 38. It was the Cougars of Jefferson picking up a win over Hampshire, 59-39. Musselman in that game we was just talking about. Musselman picked up a win over Hedgesville, 49-29. It was Hurricane, the Redskins, down the Cabell Midland Knights tonight, 68-61. Also tonight in boys' high school basketball, Southern Garrett, Maryland, defeats Kaiser, 70-42. It was Martinsburg, a victory tonight over South Hagerstown, Maryland. Bulldogs go on the road and get the win, 84-43. Nitro, this one will be a one that will catch the attention of some people. The Wildcats are 18-3 after defeating Mingo Central tonight, 62-57 at Alumni Gym in Nitro. Bluefield. 
goes to 15-5 as the Beavers defeat Mountain View 74-61 at Brush Fork Armory tonight. Westside goes on the road and hands Oak Hill just its second loss of the year. The Renegades 14-5 after a 68-51 road victory over Oak Hill. It was Nicholas County defeating Princeton 71-69. Luke LaRose, 41 points in the win tonight for the Grizzlies. Tug Valley defeats Belfry, Kentucky 94-37. The final in that one. Panthers run away with the win in Naugatuck. Also tonight in Moundsville, John Marshall defeats Edison Local, Ohio 61-49. Do want to mention that the Ohio River has crested above flood stage in Moundsville. Right. So be careful up there. Also tonight, Morgantown defeats the Purple Riders of Martins Ferry, Ohio, 52-21. It was Harrison Central, Ohio, a 79-73 winner over Oak Glen. Wyoming East went to Bradshaw tonight and defeated Riverview, 69-54. Girls action tonight. One game that was a final, that was a sectional tournament game, Class AA Region 3, Section 2. James Monroe defeats Shady Springs, 72-26. And in a regular season game tonight, Nicholas County defeats Princeton, 63-41. That is a check of your Marshall University Sports Journalism Basketball Night.com scoreboard. You know, you, you said something that you is a rarity, a regular season game and a sectional game on the same night. And, and I do want to mention in advance, too, uh, when we release the basketballnight.com power ratings a little bit later on in the program, we are actually holding the latest girls' ratings because you have a mixture of tournament and regular season games going on today and tomorrow. So our final girls' power ratings will be released on Sunday. Uh, but we will have our boys' power ratings coming up at about 11.30 tonight. Yeah, Dr. Constantino has some work to do. So. Yeah, he's uh, <laughs> sorting them out. doing the algorithm <laughs> and uh, coming up with, with that tonight. And, uh, again, such a, such a season where right now a lot of uncertainty, again, with what's going on with um, you know, the, the, the state employee situation. Was I want to talk about a game that you, that you did mention it, it kind of a surprise was the Nitro Mingo Central game. You know, like you said, Ming, or uh, Nitro now 16 and or seven, six, yeah, 17 and 3. You know, they've just kind of quietly slid in there and kind of stayed under the radar this uh, season. Uh, I know they they've won some very close ball games, but in the end, a good team will find a way to win. And obviously, Nitro is one of those good teams that's just kind of flown under the radar, and they're going to be there when sectional play uh, starts uh, there next week. And they split with uh, Winfield. And again, that's a, a very good basketball team. You know, else is having a good season is the Cavaliers of Greenbrier West. Their boys are 11 and 6 on the season. Jared Robertson is an assistant coach for the Cavaliers. He joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Coach, welcome to the program. Thank you, guys. Really appreciate it. Uh, your basketball team, 11-6 and six on the season and having won four consecutive games uh, as we start down the home stretch and into what is hopefully a postseason, just because we like the basketball <laughs> being played, uh, certainly uh, at least going, you know, going strong at this point. Absolutely. Our kids have really... I think turned the corner the last couple of weeks. Um, it's nice to have a win streak. Played really well tonight. We were ahead 43 to 18 at halftime and got to 
cruise the second half a little bit and rest some guys up. We got a huge game for us tomorrow evening and uh, had a milestone win for our school today. I thought I'd call in and tell you guys this is the 50th year of Greenbrier West, and we've had some sports celebrations along the way. And tonight was the 600th win in Greenbrier West boys basketball history. So couple milestones for us tonight i thought i'd get on there and and mention for our boys absolutely and that's certainly something to celebrate tonight and uh, but again as you mentioned you don't get a lot of time to really enjoy it because you got to turn around and play valley fayette tomorrow and that's a team that's 16 and one yeah they're really good they're uh been ranked high all year they got us in home back in uh, december a game that was really tight for a half and they pulled away from us the second half and hopefully we're better prepared to uh try to go to valley and win it's a tough gym to win in and and they've had a great year but hopefully our kids are up to the challenge team won the third place game in the division one uh portion of the west virginia hometown invitational tournament do you feel that can kind of give your team some confidence and momentum not that it necessarily needed confidence but um you know going out and getting wins against teams from all across the state? Well, I think the HIT tournament has been great for us. Our kids every year just love the opportunity to to get out into schools that we don't normally play. And, you know, you meet a lot of great coaches and and good kids that are opponents. But um, our kids really made it a goal to win the HIT this year, to be honest. And we received third and finished third. We went to Van in the semifinals and, they came out and made six threes on us the first quarter and jumped all over us, and we couldn't get out of the hole. But Van's got a great club, and Pocahontas that won it has a great club. But, you know, the hit was just a great experience for us, and our kids were excited to get up there and play that championship day. And, and we played really well against East Hardy, and it's just kind of springboarded us lately. And hopefully we're ready to keep it rolling. And, you know, like you said, hopefully we're going to have a tournament to play. and and we can play well. Hey, Coach, I want to have a little bit of fun there. You threw a little trivia to us that uh, it's 50 <laughs> years of Greenbrier West uh, High School. What schools made up Greenbrier West? Greenbrier West came from the consolidation of Smoot, Rupert, Crichton, and Raynell back All right. in 1968. You are absolutely correct. So, uh, <laughs> But anyway, uh, you know, anytime you see a consolidated school like that, and, of course, Greenbrier County kind of, you know, split there between the two schools. And, you know, you guys come from a great region. And, you know, as you get ready for sectional play, how much is the community behind your school up there and behind your team? Well, you know, we've – I don't want to label us a football and a wrestling school, but our football and wrestling programs have been very successful. And our uh, boys' basketball team and girls' basketball team both have kind of picked up the wins the last couple of years and you know we our community just does a great job of supporting all sports and hopefully it's a it's a good time i think our girls are have a shot at charleston i think we have a shot at charleston we just both have to put it together and play well but you know we were uh coach Step that has a lot of those 600 wins for us was my coach when i played back in the 90s and we were state champions and we haven't been back to charleston since then that's kind of a chip on the shoulder for our boys and they're anxious to break that streak and get back to the big dance well, coach robertson congratulations on the win tonight congratulations on the milestone for the program at 600 uh wins all time and uh again best of luck to the cavaliers as we head down yeah. the home stretch 
Yes, sir. Thank you guys for the show you do. You do a great job. We really appreciate it. Hey, greatly appreciate that from you as well. Again, that's Jared Roberts, an assistant coach at Greenbrier West. We'll take Wes McKinney now um, before the break. We'll take Wes right now. He is the um, voice of the Princeton Tigers, WAEY Radio. And Wes, you had a fantastic ball game tonight. Nicholas County gets a two-point win over Princeton and a great scoring performance from Luke LaRose. Guys, at the high school level, I've not seen anything like this, and I promise you this is the cold hard truth. I've not seen anything like I saw tonight since 2014, whenever John Elmore lit Princeton up for 36 at GW. Luke LaRose is so, so good. He can score from all three levels. And Guys, at one point tonight, I, I used the term on air. You guys know the old video game, game NBA Jam. Oh, yeah. That's what Luke LaRose was. He was he was NBA jam hot tonight. Like, the ball was on fire at one point coming out of his hands. He was just incredible. 22 points in the uh, in the first half, 19 in the second half. Was it, uh, you know, it didn't feel like he was as hot in the second half, mainly because he did a lot of his damage um, at the free throw line in the second half. He started putting the ball on the floor more. And Princeton just simply couldn't stay in front of him. And I'll credit Coach Ernie Gilliard. He tried everything. He tried straight man he tried a box and one he tried a little bit of zone and just nothing was going to stop Luke LaRose tonight what's really fun about tonight is the fact that because of a, a snow out from earlier in the season these teams are going to meet again here on Monday in Mercer County it's going to be real fun hey love the turnaround there so it's almost like an NBA turnaround it's like a home and home just about but um, yeah Two night home stretch. You know. Great ball game, though. And again, you know, if you're Princeton, despite Luke LaRose having the night he did, Princeton was right in that ball game, right to the right to the buzzer. Yeah, guys. I I mean, I really think Princeton's playing their best basketball right now, which is obviously what you want to be doing. You know, come up in middle February, late February. I mean, Princeton was down twelve at halftime, and it was really because. Luke LaRose put on a show. I think he had eight straight points right before halftime to really open up that gap. And Princeton, it wasn't pretty in the second half for Princeton guys, but they just grinded and just fought and just never gave up in that game. Actually had a one-point lead with uh, about a minute left to go, and then Luke LaRose comes down and hits an elbow jumper, and he was on fire so much tonight, guys, that he actually shot it long and hit the back iron and actually came straight back down and and, and Princeton even got a good look with two seconds left to go after Nicholas County made one out of two free throws to make it a two-point game. Princeton got the ball to half court with two and a half seconds left, and they had the ball in Kate Fix's hand. Uh, Kate only had 10 tonight, but normally that's who you want the ball to go to in that situation. He got a pretty decent look from three to win the game and, and just went a little bit long on him. But, guys, I really think Princeton's playing – good basketball right now that's that's not a bad loss at all I was really I was really intrigued tonight to see where Princeton was because it felt like it was the barometer game for the Tigers yeah they've been beating the teams they're supposed to beat and they went to Bluefield last Saturday and lost to the Beavers but they played really well in that game you know really got away from them there about halfway through the third quarter whenever the Beavers made some adjustments but but Princeton four straight to finish at home next week and I think it's crucial with Nicholas County, Oak Hill, Bluefield being three of the four teams in that stretch. I think it's crucial that Princeton at least get one of those teams, and then they got Pikeview mixed in there. So you should beat the Panthers, but it'd be critical if Princeton can beat 
one of those other three teams because all those other three teams have aspirations of going to Charleston. And to finish the NBA Jam theme, they'll have to replace the Nets tonight at Nicholas <laughs> County because they were scorched. <laughs> West McKinney, WAEY, and Princeton, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you next week. All right, sounds good. Again, that's West McKinney as Princeton falls on the road tonight, 71-69 to to Nicholas County. We're going to step aside, take a break. When we come back, we will have our standout athlete of the week, Whitney Sansom from Wayne, as Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia rolls on here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit Basketball Nights. Streaming video live from the studios at Marshall University. Visit BasketballNight.com for video, audio, and the Basketball Friday Night scoreboard. High school basketball action in West Virginia is heating up as the teams focus on a trip to the state championship in Charleston. Stay up to date with your local team and its progress all season long with Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia for three hours every Friday night from 9 to midnight. Listen online or on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State. Hear sports writers, broadcasters, coaches, players, and your calls recapping your team's game. Visit basketballnight.com for more details on how you can become part of the show. Follow us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. Thanks to everyone tonight that's called, sent texts, tweets, and emails, and even all you guys that visited the studios tonight. We appreciate you being part of the show and helping us cover all high school basketball throughout West Virginia. Join us on the phone tonight. Share your team's game. Call us toll-free, 855-784-6677, 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter, at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. You can text the show, 304-249-4924, That's where you can text your scores and stats. Go to our website, check out the scoreboard, and also... Don't forget to check out all the girls' sectional brackets. It's all there for you at our website, basketballnight.com. Shout out to Braden Hornsby, Michael Maddox, our newest Twitter followers. Celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State, you're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. 10.50 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Joe Linville with you. We've given the Coach Rick Marone the night off. A well-deserved break. Uh, And and he's sending text messages wanting to know about ball games. (laughs) Let let me say this. Uh, Coach Marone, you know, works as a full, you know, full-time, obviously, with uh, with Tulsa High School as a girls basketball coach. Um, Does a lot with them and still takes the time out to join us here and work with this program on Friday nights when he can. So, And he's an administrator to school to boot. So, right. You know, so he, he's got a busy schedule. Absolutely does. And we appreciate um, him taking time out just to just to, even just to say hello sometimes, <laughs> let alone when he can actually be here. So we, we, we certainly do appreciate that. 
Um, again, we'll get you a scoreboard at the top. Of the I was going to say, I was actually going to get to Logan Monday night and watch him play, and they postponed the game. So, uh, you know, things happen. Yeah, so. Lady Rebels did get a win, though, over Logan in the, uh, in the game that was uh, made up. Right. And uh, they will play Tug Valley Monday, and that will be the third time in a week and a half that they will play Tug Valley. <laughs> they played them last Thursday. They played them Monday of this week, and they'll play this coming Monday. They should know their game plan very well. They, they should be very familiar with one be another. Very prepared. So. Uh, right now, though, it's time to introduce you to this week's standout athlete of the week. She's a junior at Wayne High School. The Lady Pioneers 21-1, and ranked number three in Class AA. They will be the top seed in the AA Region 4 Section 1 tournament and will host the winner of Monday night's Poke Nitro game on Wednesday. Whitney Sansom joins us now on the program. And Whitney, first off, congratulations on being this week's Standout Athlete of the Week. Thank you so much. It's an honor, really. And uh, your ball club is on a historic run. It's the first basketball team at Wayne High School to ever win 20 games in a season. You've won 20 in a row. Uh, just kind of tell me about how this ride has been through the season. Well, whenever it all started, we came into the season, first practice, and we set our goals. We obviously want to make it to Charleston, and I think that's always a basketball team's goal, but we knew we finally we had that team put together, and we were all on the same page. We're an older team, and we knew we could all come together and reach that goal by the end of the season. You mentioned being an older team, and a lot of the girls, uh, you know, there were five seniors that were honored earlier this week uh, on senior night, and uh, several of them have started for four years. In many ways, though, you still have a leadership role within this program. Uh, yeah, I try my hardest to always keep the team up. Like, if we're down, we you have to have that positive attitude to keep pushing forward in that game. But, like, I think we all work together to keep each other on the same page, work together, because if you don't do that, like, it's a team sport. You're going to win that way. Whitney, as a leader on your team, and as Ryan just mentioned, you guys have just, or you, your ladies, have won 20 straight games. How do you keep your, your I don't want to say composure, but your, you know, not to get overconfidence and not, you know, you know, because sometimes teams will sneak up on you if you if you get that way. What do you do to keep the game in perspective and, and realistic for your team? Well, I think the way we look at it is, like, we haven't always been this team. Uh, before, like, half of us came into the program, we were that team that everybody knew that they could come in and beat. But once we started building it up, we realized that these teams, they're going to see how big, like how good we are, and they're going to want to beat us. So we have to look back from where we came from and realize that we have to make something for ourselves and we need to beat these teams to prove what we are now number one seed in the section that means that you will play at home uh, as long as you keep winning and uh, how important was that for your ball club to um, earn that number one seed and to to get those games at pioneer gym Uh, that's a really big thing for us because when you're at home you get a lot more crowd for you Um, I think that's one thing that drives us to play so good is if we have a big crowd there cheering for us, we know that we have our community to back us up in that situation. And I think if you play your home court, like, you just feel better about it. You feel more comfortable, and you want to come out there and give a good show for your crowd. And you're still more about than uh than than just about athletics though even though you're a three-sport athlete 
uh, and all conference in all three softball, volleyball, and basketball, but also uh, part of the uh, pilot program for a biomedical science program at Wayne High School. Uh, just tell me what you've been able to, to get out of that to this point. Um, in that program, you get a lot of medical based situations. So, like, as uh, Luke said earlier, that we got a case that you had to figure out. So, this year, we've actually been to a lot of presentations. We've went to Morgantown and things. And, like, we've showed, we had to dissect a brain and a heart, and we've done many, like, uh, labs that you just have to do many things. We went to WVU, and we went into their lab, their freshman lab, and we have done every single one of their labs that they've done. And their teacher told us that they would have to up their game. So if we did go there, we wouldn't just be doing things that we did two, three years ago. That's a fantastic program and definitely something that's, uh, uh, that's putting you ahead of the curve there a little bit. Uh, coming up Wednesday night, again, you'll host the winner of Monday's Nitro Polka game. And um, we talked about the importance of getting that at home, and you talked about the community involvement too. But just tell me what that means. I know the last two home games have been two of the most well-attended uh, girls basketball games at Wayne that, that I've seen, and uh, it feels like that's kind of continuing to grow. Yeah, I think people are starting to realize how good of a program we have, so they want to get out instead of just sit in their house and actually come and watch and see what's going on. But having Nitro at home, I mean, they're a good team. You have to respect that, and uh, we're going to come in and give it our all. And, of course, you want to win that so you can keep playing at home, and that's what we want. So we just got to come and work for it game by game. Whitney Sansom, our standout athlete of the week, a junior at Wayne High School. Congratulations on that once again. Fantastic season to this point, and looking forward to seeing uh, how this all plays out in the postseason. Thank you so much for having me. All right, again, that's Whitney Sansom. And um, you heard her there, Joe. Um, they, they'd already gone through the things that WVU's freshmen are going that's through at totally the biomedical program. You know, when I heard you guys talking about it a little bit ago, that's totally unreal for high school to get that opportunity, much less the learning curve that, you know, when they go into college, how far ahead they will be with the other students. And then, you know, you take that and you balance it with athletics. And, and again, it's a fantastic program that that, that is – being implemented and um, again it goes beyond basketball they're up in the game in in academics and there you go and and, uh, certainly uh, we hope we're upping the game for you as well because the importance of the games are certainly upping as we get into the postseason two hours down one more to go here on basketball Friday night in West Virginia it's the fastest three hours in radio we mean it and we're proving it again tonight hour three is after the break with a scoreboard update on the fast break sports network Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights. It's Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Special thanks tonight to all of our affiliates carrying Basketball Friday night in West Virginia, including Suddenlink. Network West Virginia statewide, Comcast carrying us in the Huntington region on Channel 25, and RSN Sports Network. Visit them on Facebook, and you can watch us on Facebook Live. 
And we're on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State, including 103.7 Jack FM, WQWE and Fisher, The Valley's Watchdog, 1600 AM, WKKX Wheeling, 1370 AM, WVLY Moundsville, Jackson County's home for Southern Gospel, Singing News Radio, 92.5 FM, WTHM LP, Ravenswood, Ripley, Knights Radio, 91.5 FM, WRSG, Middleburn, Talk Radio, WRNR, Martinsburg, 740 AM, 106.5 FM, Classic Hits, 106, WHFI, Linside, 106.7 FM, 95, The Sports Fox, WBES, Charleston, 950 AM, The Voice of the Coalfields, 101.9 FM and 1290 AM, WVOW in Logan, Light Rock, 93R, WRRR in St. Mary's, 93.9 FM, The Ticket, 102.3 FM, WMTD in Hinton, The Greatest Oldies of All Time, 98.5 FM and 101.5 FM, WQAZ, LP, Edmund, Beckley, Tune for You Radio, Yap Radio 101.7 FM, WYAPLB in Clay, and Marshall University's flagship station, The Cutting Edge, 88.1 FM, WMUL in Huntington. A proud supporter of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, the Dr. Carter G. Woodson Lyceum honors the father of black history and serves as a forum for issues of importance to Marshall University and the tri-state area. For more information about the Lyceum's major events during February, visit marshall.edu slash woodsonlyceum. That is one word, W-O-O-D-S-O-N-L-Y-C-E-U-M, and follow its tweets about the presentation by the Librarian of Congress, Dr. Carla Hayden, on Wednesday, February 21st. The Lyceum is a joint program of the John Deaver Drinko Academy and the School of Journalism and Mass Communications at Marshall University. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. To join tonight's program, call 855-78-HOOPS. That's 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup for all the scores all the time. And visit basketballnight.com for a comprehensive look at schedules and standings for every team in the state. Stay tuned. Another hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia begins right now. We welcome you back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Joe Linville with you, 1101 on the program. Final hour of the program. We are with you until midnight all across the Fast Break Sports Network. Joe, before we go to the scoreboard, and I'm springing this on you a little bit, and I apologize, but we, we, we'd be remiss, though. Well, you know, sometimes I, I, I have something in mind, and I forget to tell Joe during the break, and then we just come back, and I'm just... Just throwing it out there. Th- throw it out there, yeah. But... Um, you know, the nation um, had a tragedy on Wednesday uh, at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. 17 people killed uh, in a school shooting there. Um, obviously, I think everyone's familiar with that. But there is a local tie to that. Willis May was the head coach at Hurricane High School for football several years ago. He is now the head football coach at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. He was there. He's okay. He was not injured in the shooting, but uh, one of his assistant coaches was killed um, in the program and um, or in, in that shooting. And Joe, it really puts, 
puts things into perspective about um, where we are in terms of, um, you know, we don't think about these things. They, um, they happen, though. And um, school should be a safe place. Yeah. You know, I, I work at a, a small college, and you just those things are always in the back of your mind. You know, anything can happen at any time, and you got to be prepared. But you know, th- this has kind of got, like you said, a little local flavor, and and of course, uh, Coach May being a, a Logan County native, and when when you have local ties into things like that, it just you know, it's a it's a tragic tragedy to begin with but it just it just brings it a little closer to you and and just you know makes a, the impact a little harder and you know of course our thoughts and and prayers are go out to those families of uh, that high school there in florida and, and something that that i've noticed and you know at, at all 17 of those lives are, are certainly worthy of of, of celebration um and, and memorial but there were of those 17 there were several adults mm-hmm. that were killed in that. And what I'm getting at there is that almost all of their stories start with they were trying to shield protect, students. Protect students, absolutely. Putting them, putting themselves on the line to, you know, save lives of, of younger people. And, I, you know, like you said, they are worthy of all, all the memorials they can receive. And, uh, again, those 17, uh, our prayers to their families, friends, loved ones, all those who were affected by that. Um, you know, it's not just Parkland, Florida, where you get affected by that. That, that, that stretches out and reaches everywhere because, you know, in this great country of ours, everyone goes to school. Right. Some form or fashion. Some are homeschooled, but everyone right. goes to school in some form or fashion. And uh, that's certainly, uh, you know, I, I just felt like we would be remiss to, to, to go through a, a show that is about high school, right. high school athletics, but high schools, and, and to not mention that. So uh, certainly... Uh, again, our thoughts and prayers to all those um, who were out there who were affected by that. But uh, nonetheless, uh, on, a, on a brighter note, it's now time, Joe, for a check of our Marsh University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com scoreboard. The boys' scores have rolled in throughout the night. We'll start with East Hardy defeating Moorfield in overtime, 63-51. Weir picks up a win over East Liverpool, Ohio, 64-51, the final in that one. East Liverpool, by the way, um, may may know a guy by the name of Lou Holtz. That's something to do with East Liverpool. I've heard of Lou before. There you go. <laughs> Polka tonight defeats Herbert Hoover, 54-42. Parkersburg defeats South Charleston in the MSAC fifth-place game. Big Reds get the win, 66-58. Midland Trail Picks up a win at Meadow Bridge, 56-53. Great ball game there tonight in Fayette County, but Midland Trail picks up the win. Shadyside, Ohio, defeats Clay Battelle, 90-62. It was Frankfurt going to Grafton, 64-62. The Falcons get the road win. And a lot of road wins right here in a row. Greenbrier West wins at Richwood, 71-38. Jefferson wins at Hampshire, 59-39. And Musselman Wins tonight at Hedgesville, 49-29. One team, though, that did home, uh, did hold serve at home. It's hard to say that really fast, by the way. Hurricane defeats Cabell Midland, 68-61 tonight. The Redskins even the record at 10-10. And, and Shady Spring gets the seventh 20-point game of the season from Cole Honaker 
as the Tigers go to 14 and 6 with a 69 51 home victory over Independence. Southern Garrett, Maryland downs Kaiser 70 42. Martinsburg winners tonight over South Hagerstown, Maryland 84 43. Nitro defeats Mingo Central 62 57. It was Bluefield picking up another win. They go to 15 and 5 on the season with a win over Mount U 74 61. Westside winners tonight over Oak Hill 68-51. Nicholas County picks up that win at Prince or uh, at home over Princeton 71-69. Nicholas County's Luke LaRose scoring 41 points in that contest for Nicholas County. It was Riverside over Ripley 63-46. Tug Valley defeats Belfry, Kentucky 94-37. It was John Marshall over Edison Local, Ohio, 61-49. Morgantown over Martins Ferry, Ohio, 52-21. Harrison Central downs Oak Glen tonight, 79-73. Wyoming East picks up a win over Riverview, 69-54. Wheeling Park winners tonight over Indian Creek, Ohio, 51 43. On the girls' side of the scoreboard, it was Nicholas County over Princeton on the ladies' side as well, 63-41. In a, re, or a sectional game, Region 4, Section 1, it was Wahama over Work County, 70-34. In a final, it was University falling to Southern Garrett, Maryland, 46-44. South Hagerstown, Maryland falls to Jefferson tonight, 55-15. And in that Class AA Region 3, Section 2, it was James Monroe over Shady Springs, 72-26. And that's a look at your Marshall University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com scoreboard. do want to mention that you go to BasketballNight.com. We have the brackets for all the girls' sectionals up, so you can follow along. Those have been updated also in terms of games that were Maybe moved around a little bit here by weather today. Um, rain's a big factor throughout the Mountain State and high water. And I uh, certainly hope that no one um, is facing any uh, difficulties tonight because of that. I uh, certainly know that that's something that, uh, again, a lot of people are having to deal with um, tonight. You know, there was, a, there was a great game last night in Parkersburg. I don't want to let it get away from us here. Uh, boys basketball, George Washington goes to Parkersburg South and wins. And, and my point there is Parkersburg South have been playing as well as anybody in the state and to me is as good as anyone in the state. George Washington, teams in the Charleston area typically are well covered. George Washington is well covered. But they don't fly under the radar. I think that George Washington boys basketball team is flying under the radar. And I don't know how, but they are. It, yeah, I, I agree because of you know all the media in Charleston with the newspapers and the TV stations and so forth, and you know a lot of times even some of the the outlying teams like in Putnam County stuff get a lot of coverage. But you know those those in town schools get their fair share for sure. And GW is fifteen and two on the season, but again winning at Parkersburg South last night and, and a big win for them. And joining us now is Eric Little WVVV in Parkersburg and. Eric, for Parkersburg South, not a lot of time to worry about that loss last night at home because turn around and play the other team that was for at least a, a time considered, um, you know, a, uh, you know, maybe a team that had separated itself somewhat. University, a team that's only lost this season, is to Parkersburg South. 
Yeah, like a lot of good things in West Virginia, the OVAC championship game is getting taken out of the state. Um, that'll be played in <laughs> St. Clairsville tomorrow. Uh, it's kind of funny, the top two teams in West Virginia playing in, uh, I guess it would be southeastern Ohio. But, but, but yeah, we're going to go to Ohio tomorrow for the OVAC championship game as uh, South is going to have that rematch with University. Um, but, yeah, uh, the Patriots of South have been playing as well as anybody in the state. Uh, 16 in a row, that was a school record winning streak until they ran into Rick Green's Patriots. Uh, it's not been a good uh, week to be a Wood County basketball team running into uh, George Washington because George Washington picked up a win against Parkersburg on Monday and then Parkersburg South to complete the sweep on uh, Thursday. Uh, but they looked as strong as anybody in the state, and I, I agree with you. I think they are flying under the radar. Um, I was reading the paper earlier this week. Uh, PHS head coach Jeff Manello said about this George Washington team, um, they may be the best in the state right now. And they looked at it because they dominated the glass on both ends of the floor last night. And that was something the Parkersburg South needed to do. Uh, and it, would, it was crucial for them, and they just didn't get it done. And uh, Again, a great ball game, though. And, and, Eric, sometimes a team falls short, as Parkersburg South did in that game last night. It's still just a regular season game. It's still just one getting prepared for the postseason. And uh, sometimes a bump in the road um, you know, can help you get the realignment that you need, and uh, you get ready to go play. Yeah, Mike Fallon, Parkersburg South head coach, says all the time, uh, to be honest, the only winning streak I really care about is the five-game winning streak at the end of the season you know, because they've already uh, made their way into the sectional final, which puts you into the regional final, then, of course, the three in Charleston. So for him, um, I, I, and I know you can take a lot of lessons from a win just the same as you can a loss, and nobody ever wants to lose. But I think there were teachable moments last night, and I think um, it was one of those nights to maybe – shake off some of the physical fatigue, the mental fatigue. Because this has been a grind for Parkersburg South this season. Uh, there have not been a lot of nights where they haven't been challenged. Uh, and, and, again, they get GW on Thursday. They have University tomorrow. Uh, they'll finish their regular season with Woodrow Wilson on Thursday. And it's it's been one of those gauntlet types of seasons where pretty much everybody they faced is a challenge in one way or another. So they've had to get up for that a lot. And it's kind of like Shel Silverstein's giving tree. You kind of wonder how many times you can keep going to that well and give and give and give. And eventually some nights it's just not going to be there. And for South, I think they have to hope that last night was one of those nights where, you know, there's just for whatever reason wasn't enough in the well to get past George Washington. So they regroup and, uh, and they go out and see what they can do tomorrow. Eric, we wish you safe travels up to St. Clairsville right across the Ohio River from Wheeling for that ball game tomorrow for the OVAC uh, championship between two West Virginia schools in Ohio. <laughs> yeah. in, in Ohio, it's yeah. uh, it, it, it's a good event they put on there. I, 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 I joke; I'm not knocking the OVAC. It's just one of those oddities that you get every so often with a, a neutral floor situation where you know you have an event on a neutral floor, and, and sometimes. You get two schools that both come from kind of far away to play in it. But um, we're looking forward to it, and I think it should be a really good game. And it's one that I was talking to Dave Wilson of WAJR uh, when these two teams first met. And you know, he, I think he pointed it out to me first that um, he thought that the matchup we had just seen uh, would be the one we would see at OU Eastern uh, about a month from when we last talked about it. And 
sure enough, you know, like like he is with so many things, Dave was right about this. We don't let Dave know that he's right most of the time. Uh, Dave's a good friend uh, of ours, a, good, a really good friend of mine. And, yeah, Dave, Dave knows his stuff. We just we, we try to keep him in check, though. Well, I went to high school with Dave, so I go way back with him myself. So it's uh, uh, you, you want to keep him in check. That's uh, probably the best, best way to go about that. Eric Little, WVVV in Parkersburg. There's a good chance that Eric – Okay, really going way off here real fast. I don't have a lot of time. Sorry, okay. sorry, Joe. But did, you, did you make it to Dave's wedding 10 years ago? I did not. Okay, I was going to say it. No. I, I was there, and I was going to say, you know, if you and I were both at this wedding 10 years ago, what a small world. Not this, not small <laughs> no, as is, yeah. right? But okay. Nonetheless, Eric, thanks so much, though, for, uh, for joining us on the program. And, again, safe travels to St. Clairsville, Ohio, tomorrow for that big Thanks. South University showdown. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right, Eric Little, WVVV in Parkersburg. You know, before we take a break, I want to um, bring in our buddy Rick Marone, who is kind enough to uh, call in here. During uh, his busy schedule. Yeah, absolutely. Coach Marone, welcome to the program you co-host. <laughs> hey, I appreciate it. I have been all over the region, and uh, I wanted to at least uh, join in. I know... Uh, my parking spot was gone last time, and I'm a little worried about next week. What will be the, the details that will await me? I, I'm, I'm afraid Craig Dutton's like laid claim to your parking spot. He's been here more, more than you have. Lately. <laughs> um, but, uh, Coach, I, I do want to talk about real fast uh, from your coaching standpoint. Um, you weren't allowed to have practice today because of the work stoppage in Wayne County. Obviously, again, that's something people know about. Uh, on a statewide level, um, what's going on there in five counties in the Huntington area. Um, had the work stoppage today. Wayne County instituted a no-practice, no-play um, policy during that work stoppage today. Um, you have a sectional tournament game Monday, though. Um, that, that's a tricky – the timing, not not good. No, it was really uh, uh, tough for us. I tell you, uh, we had a game Wednesday night in Logan, which uh, we were fortunate and had a good win down there. But our sectional starting Monday was uh, the, the bad timing. I tell you, the only thing, Ryan, that kind of in our favor, we're playing Tuck Valley, and we've played them twice since last Thursday. So this will be our third meeting in about nine or ten days. So we both know each other real well. We would love to have been in the gym today, but we were given the same directive everybody else was. So, uh you know, we weren't able to practice. I would assume, you know, Tech Valley being Mingo County, they probably were able to get to the gym today. Yeah. And, and again, that's a county by county thing. I know Mingo County had a work stoppage day earlier um, this month, and they did permit their schools to play on that night anyway. So, again, it's a case by case basis on that regard. But uh, your basketball team, let's talk about your basketball team. Yeah, they're, really? playing, they're playing well. Uh, picked up a nice win. Uh, you mentioned playing Tuck Valley twice. You've beaten them both times. And then that's a really nice win to Logan Fieldhouse this week. Yeah, I tell you, we've really finished strong. Uh, we, we've won seven of our last ten. Uh, probably a little late getting going as far as the seeding went, which we kind of made our own situation. But we ended up with four seeds, so we do get a home game. But I've been really proud of the group we got. We've got some inexperienced players, some young players, but we have some older girls that have really – kind of a step forward with their leadership and uh, we're excited about the sectional tournament and trying to get out of our section but uh, it'll all start Monday, have to play somebody a third time but 
uh, we've been on a pretty nice run here late in the season. Uh, played a difficult schedule throughout the year, and uh, hopefully it's paid off for us and we'll be battle-tested uh, come next week. And that should be a, a good ball game Monday night in the Class Single A um, Region 4, Section 2 opening round as Tulsa will host Tug Valley at 7 o'clock at Rebel Arena. Uh, Coach Rick Marone, thanks so much for joining us, and hopefully we'll, we'll get to see you back in studio. Um, you know, not soon. not necessarily <laughs> next week because I know you'd like to be playing next Friday night, but um, <laughs> two weeks from then, we hope to see you in two weeks. How's that? Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to getting back with you. Appreciate everybody stepping in and uh, filling the filling the void and uh, keep the home fires burning. And I'll see you guys soon. All right, sounds good. Right and we'll run. put up a cone in your parking spot and keep everybody out of it. So. <laughs> Uh, or we'll just roll the dumpster over there, whatever it takes, right? But uh, all right, that's Coach Rick Marone of the Tulsa Lady Rebels. Thanks again so much for taking time out to join us. We'll step aside, take a break. When we come back, we'll talk with Jordan Mounts. He had the Tug Valley Belfry game tonight. We told you about that one, Tug Valley winning 94 37. You realize Belfry beat Tug Valley earlier this year. Wow. Yeah. Somebody must have been hot yeah. on the floor tonight. We'll talk about that. And our resident referee, Bo Anderson, is on hold. When Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues, we may bring it back. This is the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. The Marshall University Sports Journalism degree is designed for you to find a job to put your knowledge and training to work after graduation. The program allows for students to concentrate in one of three exciting areas, print, public relations, or broadcasting. Our curriculum features skill-based courses and prioritizes hands-on, real-life experiences that not only expose the students' work to the public, but also to sports journalism professionals who are often willing to provide crucial feedback and career launching advice. Marshall has 15 varsity teams that afford sports journalism majors the opportunities to cover them in any media format, including text, online, photo, radio, or video. Hands-on experiences come through Marshall's student-powered media, the Parthenon, WMUL Radio, and Herd TV, as well as communications campaigns, off-campus internships, and an expansive alumni network in all areas of expertise. The Marshall University School of Journalism is ready and eager to help you start your sports media career. Learn more about the exciting possibilities by visiting marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Some things we want to remind you about. Don't forget our poll question. Do you like the current format of seeding teams and sectionals in West Virginia? Tell us what you think, yes or no. You've got till 1145 tonight. Join us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. A shout-out to our newest Twitter followers, including Mackenzie, Robin, Dave, and Chuck Roberts. Stay up to date on your favorite teams. Check out basketballnight.com. Now, back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia with Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. 
1122 on the program. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. We mentioned earlier that Tug Valley picked up a big win tonight over Belfry, Kentucky, 94-37. That avenged an overtime loss at Belfry from earlier in the year. Jordan Mounts, WFGH Radio, joins us now. And uh, Jordan, the Panthers struggled a little bit last week. But this past week, it's almost like a switch has been flipped. We've had two uh, two games, both over 90 points here this week. 94 tonight, 105 on uh, Tuesday against Tulsa Rebels. So uh, things are uh, starting to click at the right time for the Tug Valley Panthers. Also a very healthy 78 uh, last Saturday in a win at St. Joe, 78-60. So um, three-game winning streak and uh, for a Tug Valley team that, I mean, talk about travel, guys. They played in in Summersville Friday night last week and played in Huntington uh, the next night, and that's no easy trip from Naugatuck. But whatever happened between Friday night and Saturday night, uh, Jordan, it's a it's a basketball team that is right now um, starting to really, really play well. Yeah, you know, last Friday night against uh, Nicholas County, uh, not uh, not not saying that uh, we didn't help ourselves whatsoever, but uh, the boys didn't really feel as though that game was. Uh, officiated very well to be very nice about it um, and uh, they were uh, they, they took that attitude into the gymnasium on Saturday against St. Joe uh, came out way with a win there and they uh, they finally figured out hey nobody's going to cut us any favors we're not going to get any breaks down the road we got to make this happen ourselves and that's that's the attitude that they've taken into the past three games and it's and it's worked very well for them you know Tug Valley's played a very tough regular season and not only traveling in the last week, they've been all over the state this season. So what does Coach Ed May done to get these boys fired up this week and pull off these back-to-back or actually these three big wins back-to-back-to-back? You know, it's, it's Ed May's a great coach. He's a great motivator uh, with his team. But I'll tell you another source of motivation is Tug Valley's got seven seniors on the roster. Six of them play, significant, play a significant amount of time in the ballgame. Um, and those guys, uh, they're really wanting to uh, go out with a bang, so to speak. Um, they've got the chance to make, we got the chance to make a good run into the, the playoffs into Charleston. And uh, uh, we do have some formidable opponents coming up, though. So before we get to that, we've got St. Joe in our section. We've got Ravenswood in our region. And, uh, you know, we've got to get by those two teams, obviously. Hopefully we won't see Ravenswood until, uh, uh, until we are in Charleston. But nonetheless, we do have some very formidable opponents in our section and region. Uh, and those seniors and Coach Ed May and all the other assistant coaches of Tug Valley have really got those boys fired up, and uh, we're definitely looking to make a good run this year. Biggest difference, Jordan, between the night when Belfry beat Tug Valley 87-85 in overtime uh, right around the Christmas holiday and then tonight when Tug Valley wins by 57 points. Uh, you know, the biggest difference um, is uh, it was a hosted tournament over at Be- uh, Belfry. Um, but that being said, the Pirates have actually had uh, some injuries to their roster. In fact, they, we had a kid, unfortunately, here for the Pirates. I uh, forget his name off the top of my head. Uh, he was uh, playing in the JV game, one of their key subs, and I believe he had to leave and go to the hospital 
uh, picked up some sort of injury or something. Not quite sure his condition or anything like that. But uh, on top of that, they've also had a few players decide that uh, they didn't want to be part of the team anymore, and they've left the team. So Belfry stretched a little thin as far as their uh, their their subs off the bench and even their starting lineup. Um, and so definitely, it's, and it's a tough time of the season to really be to really have those situations go down. But we all know that's next man up mentality, and uh, I'm sure the Pirates will bounce back. Tug Valley has a big game tomorrow night as they host Westside in their uh, regular season finale. Uh, any thoughts on that game as Westside rolls into Naugatuck? Yeah, you know, uh, Westside, I believe uh, we played them over uh, at Westside earlier in the season, and they, they were able to walk away with a victory uh, over Tug Valley. Um, that was a great game, a uh, great game to uh, to watch over there. Uh, I believe they only beat us by one point, if I'm not seriously mistaken. Jordan Mouse. Uh, my dad was just telling me, but no, either way, uh, it, it was a very close game, very good game between the two schools. Jordan, always appreciate you taking time out to talk with us. Hey, no problem, Ryan. Hey, I do want to mention one other thing. Levi Davis from Tug Valley this evening uh, got the first uh, triple-double in five years for Tug Valley, so that kid played an excellent game. There you go, another weapon in the arsenal of the – Panthers. And that's a kid you really don't hear a whole lot about this season. So, you know, he, Tyler May and some of the others and another weapon. There so. you go. And Jordan Mounts, again, thanks so much. And, you know, we also want to thank uh, the people who make this show possible with uh, financial support from the Dr. Carter G. Woodson Lyceum, the W. Page Pitt School of Journalism and Mass Communications, and WMUL FM. We'll step aside for a break. When we come back, our resident referee, Bo Anderson, will be in. We'll also have our power ratings, and we have a new number one in boys' class AAA in our power ratings. Who will it be? Find out when Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues. You're on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. This is high school basketball's voice in the Mountain State. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Streaming video live from the studios at Marshall University. Visit BasketballNight.com for video, audio, and the Basketball Friday Night scoreboard. And, of course, you can watch our high-definition video stream by going to BasketballNight.com. All it takes is just one click to watch. Other places you can watch the show, of course, is uh, if you have Sudden Links Network West Virginia, well, we're there statewide. If you go to RSN Sports' Facebook page, you can watch us on Facebook Live. And if you're a Periscope user, Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup. Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup. We're on Periscope. And in the Huntington area, we're on Comcast Channel 25. If you're watching right now, you see all kinds of great pictures of games throughout the Mountain State that you've sent to us. We want you to send your game pictures to us. You can send them to us on Twitter, at Hoops underscore Roundup, at Hoops underscore Roundup. You can also share us your pictures on Facebook. Go to the RSN Sports Network Facebook page. You can share your pictures there. You can send them to us by email. You can email your pictures to scores at basketballnight.com, scores at basketballnight.com. Give us your best picks of your team and your fans. We want you to become part of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. 
Shout out to our newest Twitter followers this week, including Joe, Marty Gibson, up for discussion, Jesse, Brianna, Mitchell Burkett, and Mackenzie. School basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. It is 1130 on this Basketball Friday night in West Virginia as we bring out the 18th person to join us on set tonight. <laughs> Marcus Constantino. Hey, we told you it's a cast of thousands. We just, they just keep coming. They just keep rolling right in here. And, uh, Marcus, you've got our BasketballNight.com power rating. That's right, Ryan. And like you said, we have some shakeups in the power ratings this week, starting with, um, and a reminder, we're going to uh, put the girls' power ratings on BasketballNight.com on Sunday. That will be the final girls' ratings. We're waiting for all the regular season scores to come in tomorrow, so you can catch those Sunday at BasketballNight.com. But the uh, boys' power ratings, we'll drop those right now. Now in AAA, we have a new number one. The University Hawks are 18-1 and one at number one in the power ratings. Parkersburg South Patriots are 18-2, and two, dropping down to number two. George Washington Patriots are 15-2. and two. They jump up three spots into the number three slot. The Musselman Applemen are 16-5 and five and holding in at number four. Martinsburg is 17-4. and four. The Bulldogs drop down two spots into number five. Also mentioned Huntington drops down one spot into number six. On to the boys' double-A basketballnight.com power ratings. Fairmont Senior is undefeated, 18-0, hanging in at number one. Chapmanville Tigers are 18-1, staying at number two. Oak Hill Red Devils are 17-2 at number three. Philip Barber Colts are 16-2. They move up one spot into number four. The Westside Renegades are 14-5, dropping one spot into number five. And the boys' single-A basketballnight.com power ratings, the Willing Central Catholic Maroon Knights are 17-2, holding in at number one. The Ravenswood Red Devils are 18-1, sticking around at number two. The Valley Fayette Greyhounds are 16-1 at number three. Tug Valley Panthers are 15-6 at number four. And the Pocahontas County is 17-2. They move up one spot into the top five, and that's the BasketballNight.com power ratings. You can see ratings for all 124 teams over at BasketballNight.com. Thank you very much, Marcus. And definitely this late in the season, you don't necessarily expect to see a lot of shuffling. You'd see like a spot or two. AAA really really has a, a big difference in the top five. Yeah, a lot of shakeups in AAA. Like I said, GW up number three. Even in AA, uh, we had a lot of shakeups in the uh, 6 through 10 area. And again, you can see all that at basketballnight.com. But what I tell everyone is as we play more games, as we get more data um, you know, in the power ratings, things really begin to clear up. And teams that we've been saying all season, maybe you know, it feels like they're two spots lower than they should be, they start to move up teams that you know maybe should be moved down they move down you know uh, as we get all this data it really uh, paints a clearer picture of where teams are you know as we go into the postseason and, and one more bit of analysis on those triple a 
power ratings is the difference in one and three is very small. Yeah, that's that's right. We have uh, University at 867 and Park South at 847. Um, and, and then GW and Musselman at 3 and 4 are really close. They're at 794 and 791. Um, you know, we include point differential in the ratings. Uh, that's that's the difference in, you know, 10 points or so. Right. And so <laughs> it, it, those teams can, can win those. Like you mentioned, you know, George Washington did just win at Parkersburg South, which got them that bump mm-hmm. up in. In there and, and you know again those teams are all very good as Absolutely. well as out there thank you for so much marcus and now let's get our check of the marshall university sports journalism basketball night.com scoreboard boy scores tonight east hardy defeats moorfield in overtime 63 51 that was after the yellow jackets got it to overtime with a bucket in the final two seconds weir tonight defeats east liverpool ohio 64 51 it was Polka defeating Herbert Hoover, 54-42. Also tonight, Parkersburg defeats South Charleston, 66-58 in the MSAC fifth place game. It was Valley Fayette defeating Summers County, 64-42 the final in that one. The score just came in. Petersburg defeats Pendleton County, 72-60 the final. Also tonight. It was Shadyside, Ohio, defeating Clay Battelle, 90-62. Frankfurt goes to Grafton and beats the Bearcats, 64-62. Greenbrier West defeats Richwood tonight, 71-38. The Cavaliers get the road win. Jefferson, a winner on the road tonight, as they go to Romney and defeat Hampshire, 59-39. Musselman wins at Hedgesville tonight. On senior night, 49-29, the Appleman spoil the Eagles senior night there. Hurricane defeats Campbell Midland 68-61. Redskins even their record at 10-10. And Shady Spring, another 20-plus point night from Cole Honaker. And the Tigers defeat Independence 69-51. Southern Garrett, Maryland defeats Kaiser tonight 70-42. Martinsburg winners over South Hagerstown, Maryland 84-43. Nitro winners tonight over Mingo Central 62-57. Bluefield picks up another win at home with a win over Mount View 74-61. The Renegades of Westside pick up a big win over Oak Hill tonight. Oak Hill only losing their second game of the season. Scoring that one was 68-51. It was Nicholas County winners tonight over Princeton 71-69. Luke LaRose had 41 points for Nicholas County. Riverside winners tonight over Ripley, 63-46. In a game we were talking about just a few minutes ago, the Tug Valley Panthers defeat Belfry, Kentucky, 94-37. It was John Marshall over Edison Local of Ohio, 61-49. Morgantown over Martins Ferry, Ohio, 52-21. Harrison Central defeats Oak Glen tonight, 79-73. Wyoming East, winners over Riverview, 69-54. Wheeling Park, winners tonight over Indian Creek, Ohio, 51-43. On the girls' side of the scoreboard, it was Nicholas County over Princeton, 63-41. Wahama defeats Work County, 70-34. Southern Garrett, Maryland picks up a win over University, 46-44. 
Jefferson Cougars picks up a win over South Hagerstown 55-15. And it was James Monroe picking up a win over Shady Springs 72-26. And that was a sectional game, uh, Region 3, Section 2 final. And that's a look at your Marshall University Sports Journalism Basketball Night.com scoreboard. He's been on hold for 30 minutes on a night where we didn't have all that many uh, people call in from uh, in this hour. He was only bumped by two or three people. Uh, our resident referee, Bo Anderson, joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Bo Anderson, welcome to the program. Oh, yeah, I'm just uh, coming back from my game tonight and uh, fortunately didn't have to uh, do any swimming or canoeing. Hey, that's always a positive. Uh, you know, I, I've been to several games this week. Um, you know, high school, college level. Sometimes you see things in the college level that you can uh, ask about in the high school level. Quite frankly, the, the two games that I saw were officiated pretty well. I don't think there were really any questionable things in those games. So, Joe, anything that you've run across in the past I, week? I did see something, and we talked about this just a few weeks ago. You know, in traveling, you, you were discussing that you could slide on the floor, but I saw one this week where a kid slid, but then once he stopped, he rolled over. Then the official called him for traveling. That's correct. You can't roll over. You you can slide if you're diving after a ball. Uh, you can slide all the way across. If you're on your back, you can set up, but you cannot roll over. So if you're on your back and you roll to your stomach, or if you're on your stomach and you roll to your back to try to do it, that's traveling. Uh, you also cannot set the ball down on the floor and then get up and then pick the ball up. Uh, that is traveling as well. If you want to get up with the ball, you would have to start a dribble first and then start getting up. Hey, Bo, we're winding the season down. Do you see any difference in calling games from the beginning of the season toward the end of the season? Well, you know, uh, Joe, I don't – I mean, myself and each individual official is different, but, you know, we don't we don't change our, our way that we're calling – uh, the game I had tonight was a big rival with a big crowd. There was probably seventeen, eighteen hundred people there, and uh, it was a good game. We had a lot of fouls, and and the kids understood. What, what my message I would like to send out a couple things uh, to remind all these people that still have maybe a regular season game or two left before they get into tournaments. And this goes, you know, both states players and coaches take care of it. Don't let your players and players don't do something silly to get you a couple of technicals, to get you thrown out of a game, and then you have to set out your tournament. You're only hurting your teams uh, when you do things like that. So try to think a little bit before you do. Always coming down the stretch when players decide they want to do something, try to talk to them a little bit. And say, hey guys, you know, you know, if if you end up getting put out of this game or something happens, you know, you're going to set two games, and you know, your next two games are your sectional tournament or your, you know, sectional championship or you know maybe both, uh, first and second round. So you know, you, you don't want to do that. So I try to go across with the players, especially if they start getting a little bit agitated with each other. That guys just play the game and and don't do something silly. It's going to cost your team down the road. And, Bo, I do want to ask, too, uh, when it comes to postseason and when it comes to how 
officials are assigned for sectional, regional, and state tournament play. Can you let us uh, know what that process is? Correct. Uh, well, first of all, the sectionals are actually in West Virginia. They're done by the coaches' vote. So the coaches, if there's five teams in the sectional, they all get together and they agree on a crew of officials to do their games. Uh, the regionals in the state are assigned by the WDSSAC, and what happens is we have to nominate, uh, have to have X amount of games, uh, be uh, the correct classification, which is a class one. Class twos can work tournaments, but they usually start with the ones. And then we have to send in a self-nomination form that has to be done by December the 31st. Uh, once that happens, uh, then they look at that, and you put your games that you're working, and some of the officials that maybe the SSAC hasn't seen, uh, Greg Reed, uh, Bernie Dolan, uh, Wayne Ryan, uh, that group goes out and they watch those officials work that they may not know as well to see if they would like to select them. And the guys that they know already, you know, they know what they're going to do with those guys. And then all of a sudden you will just get, uh, you know, you make sure your dates are correct for the tournament. And then you will just maybe out of the blue when they're ready to send it, you'll get an email uh, asking you to uh, congratulate you. You've been uh, selected to work this regional. And then, you know, you accept it and uh, you go on. And it's and it works the same way with the state tournament. They'll send out an email uh, for who's working the state, and you accept it as an official individually on the email. And, um, you know, they just send it out at random. They have no specific date or time. Uh, they just send it out, and, and that's how you end up receiving your tournament games uh, from the WVSSAC's office. With all the name dropping you just had there, you ought to have all three state championship games under uh, you know at hand. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know we don't know we don't know on the uh, like on the regions and stuff the way it works now, where you know number one in one region plays the second place in the other. So we do not actually know where we're going to basically the day or maybe two days before that regional's played. And then the state tournament, you work three games for sure in the state. There's 18 guys that get selected, and you work a game on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and then they narrow that crew down to three crews for Saturday's championship games. And there's a lot involved in that. Um, If somebody that's officiating has got a local team that's from their area, then they're not going to work that game. So some officials get eliminated just due to the just due to the uh, process of elimination by the teams in their area that might be in the final. Nah, we just like to have a little fun with our resident referee Bo Anderson there. So absolutely, hey, <laughs> I, I don't mind it a bit. You know, hey, I've uh, uh, you know I've been uh, fortunate myself. I've I've had uh, uh, a great uh, run with tournaments uh, and uh, really enjoy doing it. Um, you know, I've had the luxury of being able to work the state tournaments a few times, uh, both in girls and boys. And um, you know, I, I you know just uh, you just try to have a good year and try to hope that you know everything's going to work out for you in the end. And you know, tournament time comes, all the teams want to do it, and anybody that really is into officiating wants to be 
work in the tournaments in March. And, I mean, that's just that's that's what you want to do every time you're out there. If you don't have that goal as an official, then I, I'm not sure why you're, um, why you're working games. That is our resident referee, Bo Anderson. We've got to step aside, take our final break of the night when we come back. We hope to be joined by Rick Kozlowski of the Martinsburg Journal. We'll have our poll question, if we can think of one. And uh, we'll wrap things up here from Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Special thanks tonight to all of our affiliates. You can listen on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State, including 103.7 Jack FM, WQWV, and Fisher. The Valley's Watchdog, 1600 AM, WKKX Wheeling, 1370 AM, WVLY Moundsville. Jackson County's home for Southern Gospel. Singing News Radio, 92.5 FM, WTHMLP, Ravenswood, Ripley. Knights Radio, 91.5 FM, WRSG, Middleburn. Talk Radio WRNR, Martinsburg, 740 AM, 106.5 FM. Classic Hits, 106. WHFI, Linside, 106.7 FM. 95, The Sports Fox, WBES, Charleston, 950 AM. The Voice of the Coalfields, 101.9 FM and 1290 AM, WVOW and Logan. Light Rock 93R, WRRR St. Mary's, 93.9 FM. The Ticket, 102.3 FM, WMTD and Henson. The Greatest Oldies of All Time, 98.5 FM and 101.5 FM. WQAZ, LP, Edmund, Beckley. Tune for You, Yap Radio, 101.7 FM, WYAPLP and Clay. And Marshall University's flagship station, The Cutting Edge. 88.1 FM WMUL in Huntington. If you're a cable subscriber, you can find us on Suddenlink's Network West Virginia statewide. Cable subscribers in the Huntington region can find us on Comcast Channel 25. Online, visit the rsnsports.com Facebook page. You can find us on Facebook Live. Celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State. You're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. Coming up on 1149 here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia as we wrap up another edition of the program. It's now time for our poll question, and we bring in yet another <laughs> member of the Basketball Night uh, family, Ethan Boyer. Ryan, we got to stop meeting like this. Ethan Byers. I'm sorry. Yeah, I did it on purpose. Ethan, go ahead. Sorry. All right. So last week's question was, do you like the current format of seeding teams in sectionals in West Virginia? 63% said yes, and 37% said no. This week's poll question is, should counties be allowed to play or practice during a work stoppage, yes or no? Go to basketballnight.com to cast your vote. You have until 11.45 next week. 
Of course, that is a very relevant discussion right now because of the uh, situation going on within the state of West Virginia. Several counties have been uh, on a work stoppage that were one day at this point. There hasn't been anything extended. But uh, I do want to say also that we will have a show next week regardless of what may happen this week. So for our affiliates out there, we will have a show next week no matter what. Um, I mean, unless we're in like a state of emergency for weather, <laughs> that would be something different. But um, anything that uh, w- would come up this week, we will still be on the air 9 to midnight next Friday night for certain. So just wanted to reassure everyone of that. Because we like to talk basketball. Every Friday night. Every Friday night. We do it for three hours. We have a blast. I hope that that the amount of fun that we have here is conveyed. It's conveyed, yes. Because we really do have a good time. And we appreciate everyone who takes the time out to help make this program um, hopefully enjoyable for you as well. Uh, We get a lot of positive feedback, and we greatly appreciate it all of our listeners and all of our viewers. And I think we probably set a new record tonight on how many we've had on set tonight as well. I I guarantee you we have. Um, <laughs> I lost track. I believe we're about seven people who have been Is on set. Is that all? Maybe, <laughs> yeah, like maybe, maybe eight at this point. I don't know. Someone who has been kind enough the last two years to join us on set, though, all the way from Martinsburg. On the other side of the world. Yes. And we make it sound like it's so far away. We're on in Martinsburg, so it's the same thing as just being right down the road. But nonetheless, our good buddy Rick Kozlowski of the Martinsburg Journal is... I have the power. Yes. Well, you you have an open mic now, basically, on the phone. So I guess you do have power. Rick Kozlowski, Martinsburg Journal. It is cause time here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And uh, Rick, I didn't get to ask you in advance. Did you get to a game tonight? No, I was covering the Martinsburg Tough Man Fox. How'd that go? But I'm watching. Wait a minute! But I'm watching a man who apparently was using with the Harlem Globetrotters uh, shoot some baskets right now. Uh, I'm not real impressed. But hey, <laughs> this one. Listen to this one. One of the competitors tonight. Number uh, bout number forty-one, I believe it was. He won. Guess what his nickname was? Big Daddy. <laughs> Big Daddy won. Big Daddy, hey, you All know, right. that's how it goes. I can't believe there's another Big Daddy in the world. I mean, you know, we've got the Big Daddy here. I'm yeah, speechless. I, was, I don't know how to answer. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like watching, like, where's Ryan? Where is this? <laughs> like, who is this Big Daddy? It's an imposter. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, if he won, then I don't want anything to do with <laughs> <laughs> he can have. He can he have the name. Tough man, he yeah. have the name. That's good. Hey, hey, there was winners all about tonight. Uh, like forty-four boxers, and guess who else won? I know somebody who won the the fifty-fifty. Uh oh. Yeah, I got rich tonight. Hey, all right. Yeah, you better run out and buy your lottery right, ticket then. Right after you? Valentine's Day too, so the timing is actually pretty good. Oh, okay. Now I'm watching. I know I'm watching. The, okay, now this is getting interesting. He's dribbling the basketball with his knees. Okay, so now it's uh, now now he's now he's showing off a little. I, I think he just needed to warm up. 
So I like how you said he was a former Harlem Globetrotter, and you know, maybe we we're seeing maybe, maybe we're seeing why. Is he sixty five or what? Forty one. <laughs> Live interviews on hey, basketball really? Friday night with hey, a hey, former Harlem Globetrotter. Live radio, you know, might as well just get the questions answered, right? There you Absolutely, go. that's what we want to know. Hey, um, I, I know you were busy watching people fight tonight, but. Uh, a big win for Musselman to go to Hedgesville on its senior night and beat Hedgesville 49-29. And now that creates at least a, a plausible question, Musselman or Martinsburg for the number one seed in that boys' sectional? That is the question. But I'm going to say the voters, when they get their ballots, are going to go Martinsburg based on the record. Uh, is it deserved? They both basically have the same record. They both have sparked victories with each other. Uh, it's it's going to be real interesting to see whom the voters decide gets that top seat. Yeah, I feel like we had the same discussion last year, but I, I want to ask you as well. I feel like you could flip a coin and make a strong argument for either. I, I think you're right. Uh, you know, Musselman certainly certainly had a, a dominant win at home, 16 points, and they played well on the road at Martinsburg. But uh, Martinsburg got them in the last three minutes, and uh, you know won a fairly close ball game. The the ladies are getting ready to start their sectional. Uh, what's your thoughts uh, there? And as you know, as they get ready to you know head into postseason play. Well, I think uh, Martinsburg is the favorite there. Uh, you know, early on, it was looking like uh, certainly in the region, Hampshire had uh, you know had a strong team, but uh, they had some injury issues and they've kind of fallen off a little bit. And when Martinsburg and Hampshire played, Martinsburg came away with a, a pretty sizable victory. So, uh, otherwise. I don't think there's, you know, much question. You know, no one else is really going to challenge either of those two teams. All the seedings, I, I, I apologize, Rick. All the seedings, all the brackets for the girls' sectionals are on basketballnight.com. Um, Marcus really outdid himself there. It's a very good bracket, very easy to follow. Um, it does bring into question it is, inc- it is incredible. It is incredible. Let me let me uh, pat you guys on the back for for that. Just yes, just incredible. Anybody, hey, anybody listening out there in Radio Land, go there, follow it. It's all there. Hey, we appreciate that again, Marcus. Uh, doing uh, great work as always and but it does lead back to this question i don't know that there's an answer in terms of how to quote unquote fix this with the number of teams there are in triple a a number of schools at 29 but rick you've already got wheeling park is into the sectional championship game which means that they will play in a regional state playing game win or lose no matter what uh the same can be said for hampshire and um, the same can be said for Parkersburg South. And it just seems like the road to Charleston is a, a, a little bit shorter for, for some. And again, with the number of schools, I don't know that you can do much different, but it just feels wrong. <laughs> I think I, I, 
think you're right. Thank you. And you <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> you do something different in AAA as opposed to AA and single A. Uh, and I've wondered that, uh, you know, I know we're talking basketball here, but I've kind of wondered that with football. You know, do you, you know, shorten the, the number of teams to 12, give uh, four of them a bye, and instead of having more than half of the field be in the playoffs for football? Six, you know, you've got 29 teams and you get 16 in the playoffs. Is that, you know, you get some tribe under teams? I don't know. And, I don't think. Well, I think people would there'd be people arguing, playing if there were different systems in play. I don't. I could see. I could see it happening, or see you know the the logic behind it. But I think uh, there would be lots of of questions, and uh, I I don't. I, I don't know. Uh, I'm with you there. I've I've racked my brain. I haven't figured anything out. Rick, thanks so much as always for joining us, and we look forward to talking with you again next week on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. All right, that's Rick Kozlowski of the Martinsburg Journal. and uh, I think he just walked outside because his phone call got so much clearer. You're right. right uh, uh, joining us from the conclusion of the tough man there in Martinsburg. We cover everything like exactly. that in basketball. We've had everything on tonight. Joe, it's know. been a pleasure as always. Same. Same here. And uh, a lot of basketball to be played as we get into the postseason. And this is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Tune in next Friday for the latest high school basketball action from across the Mountain State. Visit BasketballNight.com for our show archives, the poll question of the week, and the BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Until next time, have a great weekend, and thank you for listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. The preceding broadcast was a presentation of the Fast Break Sports Network. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved.